to What Are You Doing Movie Archives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down In... Hold on, another drink. One sec. Bear with me. Bartender. Our movie this week is Transformers, the 2007 Michael Bay picture. Boy, howdy. Before we get started and talk about who's here and what we're drinking, <laughs> uh, go ahead and pop in your DVD. Everything we can get our hands Blu-ray. on. Rip it open your cracked copy of the... Just press play on some version of Transformers. That's the only thing that matters, because what you're going to do is press pause when the Paramount logo fades to black. You know, star, 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 mountain, fade to black. Pause. In a second, I'll say three, two, one, unpause. I'll press play. You'll press play. And we'll watch the movie together, and it'll be in perfect sync. It'll be like any other commentary, except, of course, this time, instead of being the esteemed director or esteemed writers... The auteurs. The auteurs behind the... They had Transformers. ...slude that was Transformers. It'll be us, friends in your head, and those friends this week. It's magical, like the iPad. It's magical. <laughs> it, this, this, it, actually, pound for pound, this they is probably more magical. They advertise that shit that there way. Are, there yeah, are way more magic genes than this. Well, anyway, yeah. Any iPad. significantly advanced technology is indistinguishable from bullshit. <laughs> at the table today is myself, as always, Teague Christie, and my friend, Brian William Fenifter, hungover. Yes. Michael Dorkman Scott, drinking. On my way to hungover. <laughs> yeah. And Trey the Amazing Stokes with a drink in his hand as well. This episode brought to you by the good folks at Bacardi. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm actually really... Annoyed at myself that I'm hungover from an unrelated incident now because this would be drinking now is just a bad <laughs> care of the idea. dog, my friend. It's actually, uh. that's, how, that's how you fix it. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Transformers came out in 2007, and what had happened was we got a trailer in 2006 that was the Mars. It was like Sojourner. The Mars Lander, yeah. Was, was it Mars Lander? Mm-hmm. It wasn't Sojourner. No, no, it was it on was, Mars. I think it was Pathfinder. Uh, in it was one of the, the it was one of the P rovers. It would be pre-spirit and opportunity, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It was and, one. Of, it, and you're, you're basically yeah. the, the, the teaser was. Really, Michael Bay-y, which should have clued us in, but it didn't. I didn't catch it. Very Michael Bay-y, like quick edits and really color corrected shots of this thing on a planet, and it's just sort of doing its thing. It's like all of a sudden it pans up and you just see a foot. It gets owned by a robot. No, you see it the head, but it's silhouetted. But then you see Transformers. Now, bear in mind, we're in 2010 now, so we know that Transformers is a thing. This is imagine that Transformers hadn't happened yet, and you're going, they're going to make a movie out of wait. A movie. I, I'm, I'm Michael sorry, Bay no, is to be honest, make a movie out of. But it didn't, I didn't. It just and this is like a short sightedness on my part because had I thought about it externally for a second, and just gone. Well, it's big fighting robots. Oh, oh. No, exactly. That's what happened to me. I mean, I, you know, you you sit you can sit there and go, oh, Michael Bay's. You know, someone's going to make a movie out of that cartoon. I'm like, well, they did Pirates of the Caribbean, and if they yeah. can make that work, then yeah. they can make fucking Transformers work. <laughs> and and of all the people to get. To make a movie Michael about Bay. fighting robots that yeah. turn into cars, yeah. you're gonna get Michael. Like people were like, "I can't believe they got Michael Bay." I'm like, I would not I, be I, able I, yeah. to believe it if they got anyone else. Yeah. So the movie comes out, and actually, although I understand that it is almost universally considered a dumb movie, no one's like, "Man, that movie's really great," and this, that, and the other. Everyone kind of just makes. Uh, fun I wouldn't of it. say no one, but they're retarded. <laughs> Everyone kind of makes fun of it. By the way, but- our forum link is right in front of you, <laughs> yeah, so exactly. feel free. Go to talk to us on our forum. Register right now while you're listening. Yes. Uh, I, I kind of like Transformers. I, I, I It's a disengaged romp through this weird Michael Bay tits and cars and robots and explosions and John Turturro being weird movie, and I'm kind of down. So while I understand I understand that people don't like it, I don't actually understand why. If, the, if their only hang-up is that it's retarded, then I get it. But if it goes beyond... Because well, I know that it's retarded, too, but I, I still enjoy watching it. So I look forward to this conversation. Uh, now, Brian, how do you feel yeah. about Transformers? I, yeah, it's a it's retarded two hours of entertainment, and if you go in, you're like, all right, I'm just going to watch robots fight. That's cool. And Transformers 1, unlike Transformers 2, which I'm sure we'll get to, yeah. it makes cinematic sense, at least 
visually or grammatically, you know, (laughs) (laughs) the words string together or the shots string together in something that approaches sense. Um, But the the sentence is robots fighting. But the the second one doesn't even approach. Do you like watching it? Do you enjoy watching it? Yeah, I mean, we watched it like what? I don't know, six months or so ago. Just here, uh, you know, I fell asleep halfway through. What does that tell you about it? (laughs) That's amazing. That's amazing. This is a loud movie. Falls asleep. Yeah, the sound must have not been turned up very high. Dorkman, Um, how do you feel about Transformers and? The Boof and all these people. I'm well. I'm. I mean, I'm generally no fan of Michael Bay, but like I said, as soon as I heard he was the guy, I'm like, oh, he is the guy. If there's any movie that that guy was born to make, it's fucking Transformers. And um, I, I, I'm. Well, we haven't done anything with Shia, but uh, we did Crystal Skull. Well, we did, but that was technically geek. Yeah. So, but but you know, I'm on record there being I've always been a fan of Shia, and if anything makes this movie work, I think it's him. Quite honestly, I agree. With uh, you. Him, him plus, of course, ILM's fantastic work in the Bumblebee. And by the way, they were completely robbed when they didn't get the visual effects Oscar for this. Who, but who won? That I don't remember, but it wasn't them. So, and I was just like. You know, rending my clothes and throwing ash on my head over it. Um, but because <laughs> it's we should amazing. look it up because it's probably a movie. You go, oh well, then I guess. Maybe yeah, because so. it's a, it's amazing visual effects work in this. But um, yeah, it's the same thing. It's the kind of thing where. It, it, it almost gets special dispensation because I usually don't let a movie get away with being stupid, just being like, oh, it's a summer movie and it's stupid or whatever. But oh, I, it was Golden Compass. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. See, I don't. Holy God. Golden Compass one. Yep. I think it did. Golden Compass. Yes, it did. I remember now that you said uh, that. Shortlist that year. Oh shit. This is the. This is the shortlist that year was There's Avatar, th- District Nine, Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's this year. Uh, I'll find Transformers. It. Uh, anyway, so um, but uh, yeah, like Golden Compass did win. That's correct. It's anyway, a. It's on. a kind of thing where I. I I believe it did. You know, piece of magic and stuff like that. It's like if I'm going to accept that alien robots turn into this year's model of of GM car or Chevy or whatever it is, um, then I have no right to complain when other stupid things happen. Like, yeah, and yeah. so I'm, I'm, since I'm willing to accept That's that, kind of I'm pretty much you. willing to accept everything. Yeah, and, so I, and so I enjoy this movie. I do. It's it's loud and it's dumb, but, but I enjoy watching Shia. I enjoy the visual effects, and it's kind of just fun to watch. Now, Transformers 2 com- we'll we'll completely there. fucked that up, but you know, we're not there yet. It is one giant piece of 80s magic. Yeah. Yes, it is. We're going to be talking about magic beans a lot. So it's, Trey, possi- it's possible to be too loud. Trey, and tell too us dumb. how you feel about Transformers, <laughs> what you remember about it, and also once you're done, give us a, a summary of the magic beans just for new listeners. <laughs> the magic beans. Well, because this is a magic beans movie. It's absolutely a magic beans movie, and and I and that's the one I have no quibble about the magic beans. But um, well, t- I, I brought I told this story in our phantom menace commentary i think uh i mentioned the story and and i'll, I'll reiterate it here so you don't have to listen to that but um transformers, <laughs> what a tragedy that would be yeah exactly yeah <laughs> tra- uh transformers um was a movie that uh, this this and uh, actually was attack of the clones um that i was referring to in the phantom menace commentary about this is 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 a movie that i've only had this experience twice in my life and transformers was one of the two times um where i was sitting in the theater i bought a ticket i was sitting there a movie was playing, and I just stopped watching it, as as if it was on television, and I had left the room. Except I didn't leave the room; I was still there, and things were flashing on the screen, and there was lots of noise and music going on and screaming. But uh, I, I just I just wasn't watching the film anymore. I was just kind of going. Clicked off. Yeah, I was just thinking. I wonder if I put enough money in the parking meter. Twenty five cents for what was it? Twenty five cents for an hour? I don't remember. Is this over yet? <laughs> How much longer is it going? Well, they're blowing up New York now, so it must be almost over. I'm gonna, and it's just you know for for twenty minutes at a time, you know, where I was just like, I whatever whatever these people have put on the screen for my entertainment, they have failed with me, and I'm not interested in pursuing it any further. 
Um, and now, and then whenever that was, what was that, 2006, we said? Seven. Seven. So all of three years later, I, I remember one image from the movie. Um, I really have no memory of this movie whatsoever. Um, I just, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't that into seeing it even when I went to see it because, uh, you know, I'm, I was too old for Transformers to be cool the first time around and to have sentimental feelings for, oh, Transformers was this awesome cartoon when I was a kid. You know, I was, <laughs> I was middle-aged when Transformers was a cartoon. I wasn't interested in Transformers. It was a toy for kids. So, you know, again, Transformers is not for me. Um, I don't know who it's for, but it's not uh-huh. for me. And Magic Beans. Yeah. Magic Beans, uh, we, we've talked about this many times. We, we, down in front and we keep talking about putting a glossary on our page, and we probably should to explain <laughs> what we mean by Magic Beans and hang, hanging a lantern and so on. But uh, Magic Beans are, uh, it's uh, Blake Snyder, <laughs> God, rest, God rest his soul. Um, Blake Snyder uh, uh, talks about uh, one piece of magic, or sometimes we've called it Magic Beans. But the idea well, is he, like, he called it uh, one Double Hocus Pocus. Double Hocus Pocus. Um, and that was, as, when, as in don't, that was when you've done it wrong. As yeah. in don't do Double Hocus yeah. Pocus, where you, I, I phrase it as you're allowed one magic trick, um, and we also call it magic beans sometimes. And the premise is briefly is is okay. So you tell a story to somebody, it's like okay, so this guy named Jack had these magic beans, and it grew a giant beanstalk outside of his house, and then he climbed it and had an adventure with a giant. You don't stop and explain how those beans made a beanstalk because that's not the point of the story. Or how the giant lives in the that's clouds. Yeah, or, they're yeah. just magic beans. Exactly. Just go, they're magic beans. They're moving on. So, so the Blake, Blake Snyder and others have said that you know, a movie can get away with one fantastic concept where you just say, for no good reason, my analogy that I always go to because it always seems appropriate, is for no good reason other than his kid made a wish, Jim Carrey can't tell a lie for 24 hours. Now, you can't sit and dissect that and go, no, how did that actually happen? How did that work? When this car goes 80 well, miles on. an hour, no, it yeah. can just travel. It, there's no genie here. And I, yeah. uh, God usually doesn't it's, do the wish thing. And you just, you know, you, yeah. you, give, you give the movie a pass. You go, okay, that's it. You're going to throw that at me. Like, okay, Jim Carrey can't tell a lie. Tell me a story based on that. And then if the story is entertaining, then they win. And if the story is not entertaining, then they lose. Um, or Double Hocus Pocus is if they try and do that more, more times than, than once. So it's this doesn't like, make sense, and this doesn't make sense. Yeah, so, two of them. so Doc Brown built a time machine that goes back in time, which allows Marty to go back to the 1950s and meet his parents. And then a witch comes yeah. and turns him into a frog. Right. That, would be, that would be Double <laughs> Hocus Pocus. You're asking the audience to swallow too much. Anyway, I guess what you're getting at is do I care or want to know or am I upset that trucks turn into robots in this movie exactly. and my answer is not in the least I knew going in that that's what the movie was going to be about and they weren't going to give me anything resembling they didn't calculatingly name the movie something else yes they it's weren't going to give me a satisfactory explanation of why interstellar robots come looking like Peterbilt trucks and I don't care I'm okay with that I'm like alright fine tell me your movie the movie didn't work for me that's the problem I get the feeling this is going to be a fun one yeah, well, so we got, we I'm essentially of, uh, let's do it. I'm as full of poison. In yeah, front of us to, I'm as close to, to you know ha- being being able to say I haven't seen this movie. as <laughs> really I really could be. I really have no knowledge of what this movie is, even though I. Paid. It'll be interesting to say, like, oh, that's kind of cool. How about that? Mouse I, or remote ready? Here we go. <laughs> Three, two, one. You might actually enjoy it more now that the screen is a bit smaller because yeah. <laughs> honestly, it got well, a bit much closer. Well, this is this is something I, I discovered. This is true. Uh, association with look Hasbro. At that, Hasbro. We're, we're, we're right up front. Yeah. Was this the first time we started hedging into anamorphic flares are going to be the next big thing? Well, Michael Bay. That's always been Michael. Before Bay, time yeah. became, there was the cube. This is kind of right off the bat. This is sort of I don't. Is this lazy screenwriting or is this just summary? Because they do this on TV shows too. Like they bring you up to speed. Well, I mean, we the Earth can't that really wasn't destroyed and now Firefly is destroyed. Right, we can't really complain about this because I mean, 
Lord of the Rings spent like 20 minutes doing this. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I don't really have a problem with it, especially yeah, it since they changed the backstory from what people were familiar with in the original Transformers. Yeah, they're like, they're right. like, all right, nerd, shut up. This right is how it is. Bat, yeah. I mean, the, 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 there's two people that walk away with Transformers, and that's Shia LaBeouf and ILM. <laughs> They yeah. have done some insane work in this movie. And, that's, and one of those things that people have been trying to get really good at for years now is doing metal in sunlight. We've, we, they've got it. You see this movie and you go, yep, they can definitely do metal in they, sunlight. They cracked that one. Yeah, one out of every four or five shots in this movie is absolutely photoreal. You just look at that, it's like, yep, that's a 40-foot tall robot. I, I, uh, don't, I, don't, I can't think of many shots in this one that, that I wasn't like, oh, hell yes. That's there's, ex- that's there's, a lot of, there's a lot of accomplishment shots, but there's only a few that... I have this really weird conservative definition of if it actually looks real to me, that's when I call it photo real. Uh-huh. Not, all the details are there, but it's not clicking. No, it literally has to look right. Avatar. <laughs> no, no, they didn't have the spinny things. They had also, turbines. Also, uh, one of the characters in this opening segment, I don't think he ever comes back, is named Fig. Really? Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, huh. uh, I think he's like a... He's the... Let's see. He'd be third up back on the left, I think. He's the... Uh, Actually, that might be him. They're gonna they're gonna say his name. That's how I know that. <laughs> yep, there, there it is. is that, the first guy that talks go. in the movie, Fig, is Fig, anyway. and he eats disgusting things. He looks just like High him. Five. Brian, how do you oh. feel about Michael Bay? When did you when did you first come to have an opinion about Michael Bay? Was it after Armageddon? Uh, like, did you just not know who he was till Pearl Harbor? Or uh, which came first, Armageddon or The Rock? The Rock was the Rock. The Rock. I guess The Rock would have been the yeah. first movie that I would have seen of his uh, and. I mean, The Rock is great. I still think The Rock is the strongest story and the strongest script that he's ever done. And I don't think he knows or cares about anything relating to storytelling. <laughs> but somehow The Rock came out as a good script, and Armageddon is... I could, I could go out on a, on a limb here, but uh, I actually think um, I think Bad Boys is his best work. Like, How did really? it suddenly become sundown? It was literally noon just now. Mm. It's yeah. noon well, now. It's, it's, it's always, always sundown. Double hocus pocus. Yeah, it's, always, it's, it's always sundown in Michael Bay world. Yeah. It, it's always magic It's always hour. magic hour. It really yeah. is. Anyway, so yeah, I'm sorry. Did I um, finish your thought? So, I mean, I love The Rock. But the name Army. Michael Bay. The first time you... Like, as of now, I'm assuming you have the same opinion we all do, which is that Michael Bay is kind of... Yeah. some pretty pictures, but holy shit, dude. But at some point, that opinion has Sound to Sound and start. fury signifying nothing. Yes. Yes. Any oh, and uh, the, per- the first, the first part of that quote is, let's, let's not miss it, a tale told by an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Full of sound and fury and signifying nothing. Uh, the, the first time I would have been aware of Michael Bay as Michael Bay would probably have been in Armageddon, which I think I was in college or high school, definitely already a space geek at that point, and... Armageddon is a really a, Mr. Fenifter. Armageddon is a really fantastic film to be mad at when you're a space geek. Yeah. <laughs> it was made for you to be pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. Michael, really, when did yeah. you come to know who Michael Bay was? Because everyone kind of has the same opinion now, but at some point I had to start. I think it was Armageddon. Um, but but honestly, like like there was there was a time where I wasn't. I wasn't so aware of you know directors and and their their and personalities and, and, yeah. And, yeah so I mean stuff like uh, I never I, I actually I never saw Pearl Harbor. Um, but I saw the trailer and I was like, "Holy fuck! That is the greatest thing I've ever seen!" Like that big bomb dropping shot, and and um, Michael Bay is good at that. Yeah, he is Michael good a, at stuff he's, like he's that. A, he's a music video director. That's, yeah, it makes sense. If that he's he good at that shit. if he knew how to tell a story, he would be an incredible director. I yeah. think if, if he well, oh, okay. had a movie. There's with a story. Well, there's also entirely the possibility, and he's not the only one. If this is true, maybe he's not interested. Well, in that's true. Yeah. That's the kind of thing he where it's like no, it's absolutely true that I mean, you look at you look at Revenge of the Fallen, um, which which I swear to God we're not going to get into. But the only the only point is you look at that and you look how how abysmal that is. But it's still made like a billion dollars, and he's like, I could t- 
tell a story, but why? You yeah, people, there's no need. I just got to blow shit up and yeah. you'll pay the 12 bucks. You guys are going to eat a, this cookie no matter what I put I'm in a, I'm about to say something that might make you all kill me, but Uh-oh. I think I'm, there's a comparison to be drawn between Michael Bay and Stanley Kubrick. I okay. think they're both about conveying an experience and not about telling a story sure and and to be fair i mean i mean you Whoa. watch if you yeah? watch yeah, yeah. if you that. watch a lot of japanese movies or even anime they're very much the same way they're very much about conveying a tone and conveying a feeling and like because because uh, like most of the stuff i've seen especially anime based stuff goes totally off the rails in the third act because they don't even know what to do but they're just like it's so creepy and so good up until that point and then they're like i don't know he turns into a giant baby or some fucking thing <laughs> and, then, and then they just you know but but yeah it's 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 very much like that um uh so so maybe that's true i mean he do, he doesn't gave, need if you to gave michael bay a great script who knows that could rule it could, but the difference yeah. is, the difference is Michael Bay kind of tries in the sense like we just passed the scene where the soldier is trying to uh, talk to his wife. That's not back good. That, that can't be proper dialogue or, or protocol. Step yeah. out, or we will kill you. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, this is um, this is an awesome uh, this, initial transformation. The introduction of this kind of a footprint. And the way you kind of it's kind of it's kind of a given that you can go. Now there's a visual effect, and it's really awesome. Right. I mean, that's really sure. this, well, this movie, exi- Bay, this movie exists for no other reason. Can you imagine being the guy that has to rig that? Oh boy, no everything. I mean, I mean, they each transformation. Um, is is basically unique, it's, even even among the different uh, transformers. No, think about that shit, because I actually, and I, this might be apocryphal, this might be an effects artist just saying something to make himself sound cool, but I had a buddy that worked on Transformers who said, no, those things aren't, y- your immediate assumption would be that the geometry intersects as soon as you can't see it. As soon as you can't see it, they're all just kind of like in t- occupying the right. same space in the, in the model. And he was like, no. No, the, that thing works. The, that's, that, that you can make a toy out of this if you could actually that's, articulate the that's toy. That's the official story. That's the official story that that everyone tells I, us. That I don't buy that because yeah, you, you look at a Camaro and then that Camaro <laughs> transforms. the The body mass of a Camaro does not equate to a forty foot tall Camaro. It just yeah, doesn't. Right. The same with this helicopter. This helicopter is like three times the size in robot mode than it is. <laughs> yeah. And, Although, and by I the way, say, as one, as, as, can I just say that I, I think I'm probably the only person in the room who actually has had experience working with and programming an actual transformer. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to go off on a limb, yeah, and say maybe. Yeah, probably so. Well, Trey, I, I was an engineering major for a semester. Well, <laughs> yes, but uh, engineers uh, engineers are different than people who actually build the stuff. Uh, so, oh, oh, oh you're going to throw down that yeah. salt right there. So you uh, made transformers before? I, I, I worked uh, when I did the uh, Korean Expo about uh, whenever that was, 15 years ago or so. One of my jobs in programming. That should not bounce the way it does. Okay. <laughs> You've had that complaint ever since the trailer. Actually, uh, that wasn't me, but as soon as someone pointed yeah. it out, I was like, you're right. It's that true, shit yes. should not bounce it the should, way it does. It should It should crush, of course, but uh, <laughs> it's not as cool as if it Korean it, Expo? As, as the bouncing. True. I worked at the Korean World Expo. The World Expo that year was in Korea, and I programmed several simulators, and one of the, my side jobs was I had to program a, at the Kia Pavilion, and this is before we ever heard of Kia here in the States. Now, of course, we know that they, they, they started to sell their cars here. Um, they were just then uh, just an uh, Asian uh, company. Um, and they had a Kia, whatever they're. They're Asian. I thought totally thought they were Swedish. No, of Kia's IKEA. Korean. Kia's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anyway, no, Kia's a Korean company, and so the Kia they had a whole pavilion at the expo, and and they had their whatever their latest model sedan, fancy car was. Um, sat in the on a big turntable right in the main lobby of their big expo, and and once every fifteen minutes it unfolded into a giant talking robot that told you how fabulous Kia was, nice. and, then, and then folded right back down into a car again. So you you know, walking this was in, before YouTube <clears throat> the poor saps. Yeah, walking in, <laughs> walking in, you would look at this thing and it looks like oh they've got their latest model on on a turntable like you would in a car pavilion. Uh, yeah, and then the thing 
completely unfolded into into a very very tall robot, and I think it was, I think it probably was approaching forty feet tall. Now it didn't walk around and have missile paws. I will grant you that. Um, I, yeah, I it's asked. Guy from house. It is that guy from house. I asked, but, but um, you made a transformer anyway. Yeah, no, and actually it was practical. I mean, and part of my programming job was to make sure that all the programming and triggering, and this is the real world, same thing that ILM I guess had to do in digital world. You know, is to make sure that every part that folded folded at the right time, because if it folded at the wrong time, the thing would just destroy itself. <laughs> you know, it would just fold itself and crush its crush all its parts and to death. So, so I but I have pl- I have pictures of me standing next to that thing now. As a side note, my nephew got a Transformer uh, Bumblebee toy from for the, Christmas. This one? This? No, it was Revenge of the Fallen. Okay. For, um, but, but still, literally, it was, I was movie like, series, yeah, Bumblebee. Movie, sure. Yeah, okay. one of these new ones. And uh, I literally tried to transform it, and I couldn't. <laughs> I tried for uh, 45 minutes wow. or something, and I I, actually, I could get it into the robot form, so but I could not the, get it. The, the trial they had at ILM to make these things transform. Yeah. It was like, a totally. Rubik's Cube of a transformer. I, I give all the props in the world to the toy makers for making a really good toy that actually does what on screen they, they do. Didn't you just say it didn't work? No, I'm saying I couldn't do it. I couldn't, I couldn't turn it back. That's how like complex it was. Well, wouldn't it a great just, toy be one that you could use as an adult? <laughs> I, all right, let me let me rephrase. Am I, I, I sitting simpa- you damn here? I'm sorry. Let me rephrase. No, you I know simpa- what? I bet I, I bet his I bet his uh, nephew cousin, nephew. I bet his nephew has no trouble with Kids that. I, like I bet that. he will definitely. <laughs> Kids are so like that. I let me rephrase. I have great sympathy for the toy makers for having to do it because yeah, it's so go. such a complex little piece to. And I wound up going blind. No, you just took his glasses. <laughs> yeah, He's, I'm sure he would. He could have found his glasses. He wouldn't have been blind. See, uh, this, for example, right here, I totally forgot. Well, of course, I didn't remember anything Shia did in this movie. I mean, I couldn't remember him being in it. But uh, this, that there's some connection between him and the Transformers and the Cube and the AllSpark or right. something. We just it's saw his grandfather yeah. did a thing. Okay. His grandfather found Megatron. His grandfather which, did a justification for the exposition. And then, and then Megatron <laughs> put the map in his glasses that told him where to find the Hoover Dam, even though it wasn't built yet, and, and Megatron and couldn't have known it. What I like, anyway. what I like, I have to admire, I admire this, that in true Michael Bay style, and this is something that I've known about since Armageddon, is, you know, it is, it, in, in a normally budgeted movie that isn't made by someone of a Michael Bay level, um, you know, he would have stood in a classroom and told the story. In a Michael Bay movie, we do it. We, right. we, we get a whole ship in the ice and we make that entire sequence just, just for that sequence, just for a sequence about a guy telling a story that's only barely peripheral to explaining the <laughs> plot. Um, Although it does come back later. We do see him yeah. find Megatron. Which, so, which you know, dates back that. to, there's a famous, when, I was, when Armageddon was being made on the Disney lot, I was doing My Favorite Martian. Um, on the same lot, and and so the the Armageddon set was legendary. Where people were like, if you could get onto the Armageddon set, the the asteroid set, I think you set, can see the camera car. No, 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 no. You could no, get no, no, no. if you could get onto the asteroid set. It was supposed to be really awesome because they'd built this fantastical asteroid set for Armageddon. Now we all know what it looks like, but the movie wasn't out yet. Um, but also circulating around the Disney lot at that time was the famous uh, Michael Bay memo, and everyone had a copy of the Michael Bay memo. And it was it was a memo that Michael Bay had written to uh, the studio about okay we're coming to the end of production on on Armageddon but there's a few more things we need and and it was just this amazing everyone had it tacked on their bulletin board every office I went to at Disney this memo was stuck up on everyone's bulletin board everyone had a copy <clears throat> yeah exactly and and it was all about it was just like my God this man is an insane megalomaniac because he was like okay so here's what we need to make the movie complete okay first of all me and the crew have to go to India to get scenes of uh, the Taj Mahal um, to give the movie scope and it was just like these demands of like every like line item in there was like and that's four million dollars and that's going to be another six million dollars and that's going to be this we need this and it needs to be happening right away and 
and there's no excuse. And and it was just this like this guy's out of control. Does anybody like? Does anybody have this guy's it leash? Like James Cameron. Yeah, except mm-hmm. that except that Cameron, you know, well, and, Cameron can and you can be you can be those people yeah. if if your movies continue to be hits. As soon right. as your movie is not a hit, you don't get to be that guy anymore. I'm you, get, you get about three more, I think, if your yeah. movie's well, not if, a hit. if your movie is Titanic, you get, two or, you get two or three passes. If yeah. you if your if your movie is Titanic and your next movie is Avatar, you get a lifetime golden yeah. ticket. You can always be that guy, yeah. and someone will roll the dice on you. And and Michael Bay's at that level too because he's never not had you know other than Pearl Harbor. Um, but then he yes okay fine I'll make Transformers too they are happy and, and and from what I understand Pearl Harbor is kind of the time he tried to tell a story that may be he did why. He, he's he, like all right you know, obviously you guys don't know shit from pudding he, so he, I'm not uh, interested in even trying he anymore. stepped he stepped out of his box and everyone said get back in your box Michael Bay yeah. Yeah. and he said okay here's more robots clanging into each other happy you know why I think Transformers works as well as it does it's uh, because they cast all these people that are insanely good actors but talkers uh-huh. Shia can talk his way out of anything. Bernie Mac can talk his way out of anything. Not anymore. Like, if you're, if you're, if you're getting Megan Bernie Fox. Mac, Bernie Mac could. Well, Megan Fox is... Megan Fox we all know why Megan Fox is there. So Megan Fox can pose her way out of anything. Yeah. Okay, but you know what I mean. All these really... Like John Turturro and everyone, and the dad is also hysterically funny. These people are all the guys that you can just throw them in line and they sort of stammer their way through it, and it's, inter- it's entertaining to watch. Because Michael Bay... You just put a bunch least, of likable people on screen. Because he knows enough to know that he's not an actor's director. Yeah. So he knows to cast and go, okay... Do your thing. Just say something do really funny. Do your thing. Funny. Be funny. I know you already are, so just do it. Yeah, that guy's good. Yeah. They're all they're all good. And John Turturro is the only one who comes in and actually plays it over the top. Like, Megan Fox was never anything layered whatsoever, so her character is kind of just flat. But John Turturro is the only one that comes in playing it very broadly comic. Like, he's, he uh-huh. comes out and he's like, sir. Like, he's spinning his head around when he talks and the whole thing. Like, these guys are all just being bad, funny caricatures of humans. There's but nice John nod Turturro to is the one that comes Bumblebee. in who, who's yeah. clearly not existing in a universe where he's a government employee. Well, I, not only a nod to the original Bumblebee, but being like, this is different, fuck this car. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, b- because apparently, uh, weirdly enough, m- the the apocryphal story that I heard is is uh, Volkswagen wouldn't let them use it because they're like, this is too violent and we're not like that. We don't want to be involved with a movie. Because we're Germans like, and that's a bad Because we're Germans down. and that's, yeah. you know where that leads. <laughs> yeah, we, we've, we've been there, done that. So 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 for those of us like This me, is really, you know, I, I feel like this is a funny moment, but like later on tonight, he fucking kills himself. Like that was his entire stock of cars that, that Bumblebee just destroyed. And then he sold Bumblebee for 4000 and then he went home and cut his wrist in the bathroom. For, the, for those of us who don't know anything about Transformers, is there some significance to the Volkswagen? Uh, that was the original Bumblebee. Bumblebee's ah, car form uh, in the Volkswagen. cartoon was a Volkswagen. Ah. Oh, look, there's a hacker. And she's a oh. gorgeous Australian woman. I they completely are. forgot about this subplot. <laughs> hey, Brian Harley. <laughs> Celebrity doppelganger. <laughs> that's a Facebook thing that's happening this week for the future. <laughs> when you listen and don't understand. Yeah, that was a. We just dated this podcast. Yeah. terribly. <laughs> it's that is Christine uh, Crazy uh, John Voigt. Jolie's dad. That is. Yeah. Yep. Crazy John Voigt. Is he crazy? Well, he, he, he's uh, as we we're talking about other. Uh, His testicles made Angelina Jolie. That's right. That's pretty crazy. The so, pink, so glistening parts, ball sack. <laughs> yeah. swam out. So of. parts of him, parts of him do amazing things. But and I think he's a great actor. But no, he's he's, he's a very uh, he's a conservative, big old conservative, he's crazy conservative. And uh, yeah, and and we, we should make a distinction, or I should, that you know, not all conservatives are crazy. You know, as we've said, I think on you know, we're all liberals. He happens here in, to be crazy. Yeah, we're all and a conservative. We're all liberals here in this room, but a conservative who has a legitimate point of view that isn't based on fear and idiocy and and false information. You, you let us know. 
Yeah. <laughs> you let us know where you are and if Raise Santa yeah. Claus is with you. Feel free. We'd love, we'd to, love to meet you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'd love to talk to you. But no, they exist, and I actually have seen How is Elvis, have and have you seen him yeah, lately? I have seen them in the wild, and they do exist, and I have no problem with that. But uh, John Voight is one of those. Uh, he's out there, you know, saying the, the wild and crazy, stupid. Death he's, panels and shit. He's not even an American. Death panels. They want to come take your children stuff. You know, that's the kind of conservative I well, can't then quite get behind. Then, then once again, he is uh, cast in a way where Michael does Bay play, does not have to direct he does, him. Yeah. He just stop making fun of this shit and talk about it. He does play a really good Secretary of Defense. He's just got he's the, he's one of the few guys that you cast for that shit. Yep. He, I, I, thought, he, I, thought, he, man I thought he was guys. a great FDR. You know, he's a Did fine you say Blank Man? No, I said Gene Hackman. Oh, ah. Who How'd you hear blank me today? Uh, well, first of all, I've had a lot of wine. Second of all, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, those are both great That's a good movie, by the way. We should do Blank Man, but anyway. eBay cross-promotion going on. Very nice. Yeah. He has a, Which, he has and, a Canon and, 5D, apparently. By the way, it looks... Pictures. Yeah, seriously. Apparently. Fucking depth of field, please. Oh, yeah, Mojo. That humps everything. Is that in this movie or the next one? Uh, That's the next one. The next one. Oh, thank yeah, God. Again, he's just... I mean, Trey's not benefiting from hearing it, but just... Every time he's on screen, he's just completely... Watchable, just very funny, and he's talking. Yeah, no, I love Shia, Shia or he's Mojo. Fantastic. No, Shia, although Mojo is fantastic. Mojo's stealing the scene from Shia, I have to say. But. Oh, these these, these two, people, they just they, they let everyone just bicker, and it's really funny. They just they <laughs> that's two funny. actors just that's making mean, shit but up. it's funny. <laughs> that's Michael Bay. That's Michael Bay doing a joke. Leg. Dog's yeah. got a broken leg. <laughs> comedy. <laughs> <laughs> It hit him with the comedy slap. Yeah. The best part was when I got to break his leg because it was an, the, it was an improv on the set. I he, honestly he didn't have a broken leg. I just broke it, and I realized the scene would be so much better. Besides, besides Shia, like the parents, I think are my they're favorite hysterically funny. part of the movie. Yeah, because because they don't even know what movie they're in. Like it doesn't even matter. They just kind of rant. They just exist in good. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, letting characters bicker is an interesting. I would have never come to this conclusion if I hadn't hadn't seen it and thought about it. But letting your characters bicker is a good way to get away with things. Yeah, because people will watch a movie like Transformers if all the characters are just kind of mumbling to themselves or funny or bickering with each other just let the actors just form a dynamic with each other and go like mm. you have two things to say in this he's going to go in the car and you don't like footprints on your grass just make that shit work and it's just, just fill the scene with funny dialogue have a point of view that's uh, I mean for something to be interesting to watch a character or whatever needs to have an interesting point of view and as long as they have that you'll watch them do whatever really whatever Anything. Yes. <laughs> Anything at all. So, Michael, how would you define Michael Bay's visual style? Um, there's a lot. Don't use the word gradient. <laughs> oh. All right, give me a second. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> took, took, took the bullet right out of his gun there. That's like uh, saying don't use the letter E. Yeah. He's a, there's a lot of, um, I mean, it's usually, um, and this is like this scene that we're at right now is completely destroying my point but it's usually a lot of moving cameras a lot of dolly shots and stuff like that he makes sure and flare the like before Star Trek made it cool Michael's, Michael Bay made sure to flare the shit out of the camera for no good reason especially at night he's like there's no light sources let's flare it <laughs> um, because then you'll be able to really see the flare look the little blinking LEDs flared and everything um, and uh, uh, I can't say gradient but it's definitely very 
uh, especially now that I would that pretty that it's nice. It, you know, yeah. you look at you look at the shots. He knows how to shoot stuff, and and I mean, I think people give him more credit than he necessarily deserves because people are like, oh, he knows how to shoot action. I'm like, well, I could fucking point a can seventeen cameras at something and probably find a pretty cool angle yeah. in one of them, and you be know? able to edit something out of that. Yeah, and be able to cut something out you, of it. You need an editor. That's what yeah, you need. Well, you, you need, need you need four editors. You need someone so who three can, or four editors for someone this who film. can cut action is what you actually need. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, if that visual style, and, and there's, yeah, he's got this weird friend who never comes back, by the way. <laughs> he, he, as far as I know, he leaves him in the tree and just drives away and he, he's, you know. He's stranded par- this kid at the pool. He's stranded this lake. kid and the, you know, his parents put his face on milk cartons and that was it. Wow. I forgot, I forgot that little, uh, what? interlude yeah, there. Yeah, see, that's, there's, there's, again, that's Michael Bay, like, you know, most people go, you try to, you know, just be exposition and bid. No, Michael Bay shoots the whole scene. He's like, yeah. we're going to get the whole football team and the whole stadium. And well, the whole I thing. mean, you know, he heard someone say, show, don't tell, and he apparently yeah. did it. Now, I thought he shot this on anamorphic, but you look in the, now it is. Uh, I guess he did some pickups that weren't because you For could the see purposes in the background. Of, uh, Uneducated listeners, one, what is anamorphic versus whatever? And two, I don't know this. How could you tell? What were you just looking at that you saw? <laughs> yeah. You crazy bastard. Enlighten us there. Je- oh, uh, okay. So anamorphic lenses. I wanted to see more of him because he was kind of cute, that one. But anyway, um, and, but then he's left at the park. Um, and he's uh, he left a friend at the park. He left a friend at yeah. the park. And that's, a, we, that's, a, that's another. We should have that as a term. Well, now you, you know, know, what happened that well, plot? We left a friend at the park. Yeah. Michael, you should get over there and give him a ride there. Yeah, woo! Probably just down the street. Two or three years later. Anamorphic. Yeah. Anyway, anamorphic lenses um, are basically back when um, back when TV came about. Uh, there didn't used to be widescreen, and everyone was like, "Oh shit!" Like TV is exactly the same as movies, except in your house, and you don't have to really pay for it that much. So fuck. Um, so they came up with ways to make movies cooler, which one of them was widescreen, and they didn't want to spend more money. Like they thought of different ways to do it, which was like VistaVision, where you run the the film sideways through the camera, so you're basically using two frames of 35 mil film. Um, for every one frame of of picture, so you and, get this and giant Cinerama, one. which was three projectors that you had to yeah, shoot with three yeah. cameras, and was completely impractical. So then, uh, uh, anamorphic, they they figured out this this way of designing uh, lenses where it basically took an image, a wide image, and then squeezed it in so that it fit on a, a thirty five millimeter square um, frame, um, and then you would. Put the same, out, you would yeah. put the same lens on the projector and then it would stretch it back out. And that's where our, um, our 235 aspect ratio comes from. It sounds like it's completely uh, uh, arbitrary, but just the way they designed lenses, that was the, the aspect ratio, the widescreen. So it's just got. bending it horizontally. Yeah. It's just, it's just it squeezing it in and, and, the, and, squeezing the, it back and out. the purpose of it was so that you could show widescreen movies on old school projectors. On, right, exactly. And so what they would – biatch, that's hilarious. I Very forgot nice. about that. And actually that's it, childish, it, but it's hilarious. It's not any different than a lot of how widescreen digital things are done because they just go, oh, okay, right. the pixel ratio is 133 now. And yeah. It, you know, they just, yeah. just by take the way, a picture and stretch it to and the side. Pixels the... should be squares. When they're not <laughs> one-to-one, they're, they're like 1.33 to one. Yeah. Yeah. That's when they get all squeezy. That's when it gets weird. But uh, with, with anamorphic lenses, one of, the, uh, one of the ways you can tell that you're looking at anamorphic, other than the pretty blue flares that you get. Um, yeah, which those, are those, those streaky the blue the flares. oval-shaped flares, which too, are, because yeah. they're, they're rep- you, you're taking what was a circular flare and Stretching making it out. Well, exactly. What happens is if you look in the background... <laughs> 
<laughs> he cracks me up. I he know. is he is hilarious. When you when you look in the background, like the out of focus part, which is called the bokeh for whatever reason, I don't actually. When you see know an out of focus flare, it's called when a bokeh. You, when you see something out of focus, just an out of focus bright spot, yeah, right? Makes a on ball. a regular film, it makes a, a little ball. It just spreads out the the bright. And and what happens on anamorphic is they discovered early on that it's like okay, the way it's squeezed when you change the focus, and particularly when you focus kind of really close. Um, the squeeze ratio is not exactly the same on just a standard anamorphic. So, like, close-ups, the actors would look kind of fat. And they were like, we pay a lot of, you know, because this was back in the studio days. We give them a lot of coke, so they're not fat. We pay them them a lot of money to be always in our films. Like, they're part of our stable, you know, and so they're supposed to look pretty. So they, they basically designed these geared lenses to, as you focus closer, it adjust the squeeze ratio so it kind of squeezes it more and more but what that means is the stuff in the background is getting up to twice the squeeze that it should so when you look at an anamorphic uh film instead of and you a look in the background flare, you see this skinny oval you see this vertical oval yeah exactly and the reason i brought it up was because <laughs> you you uh, you know it, it suddenly you could tell the difference between like or if you know what you're looking for you can tell the difference between like a pickup and what was there because some of them had the skinny ovals but there were a couple of shots of shia that had regular circular bokeh in the background which would have been which uh, the the what? they would have been shooting the nice they would the pickups would have been, been, been the pickups would have been the circles yeah yeah, yeah cuz yeah, they would have exactly. been they would have had the full crew and the right rig and the right yeah, lenses yeah exactly and then they came back and just like. And this, then they this. came back and they're like, "It's close up. Who's gonna fucking know? Me. That's who." <laughs> so there's a story. <laughs> there's a story. I don't know if it's apocryphal or not. That uh, the way Michael Bay casts uh, Megan Fox, he made the way he audition audition his his car, car, made him one. made her wash his car. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the audition process. I have no. It's. It's. I think it's I'd, a story she tells more than because they were having a little bad blood with Transformers. Oh too. man, oh, that was they? bad. Yeah. That was rough. She was well because she uh, for Transformers too. Maybe we should save this, but whatever. Uh, she basically said, she basically said, "Look, it's fucking, we all know I'm not in this because I can act. Yeah, we're, we know I'm not in this because I can because uh, I can act. We know this isn't a movie that they're making for the story. Like it's freaking robots fighting, and, and then Bay I show my ass. Uppity. And Michael, like, like I." I would have respected it more if he was like, duh, but he was like, oh, excuse me, Miss yeah. Little Miss, I cast you off a fucking music video. And it's like, yeah. it's like what? Dude, dude, own it. <laughs> own it, man. Exactly. Exactly. You you're not like, you're not like Kubrick it. in all respects. I, yeah. I love this joke where the car starts playing little snippets of songs. Yeah. Oh, this movie rides a really fine line between commercial art and... Whatever the other it's, thing it might be is, and, and in a fact, pile of sewage. <laughs> what, what's the like, other end of that coin? I, I realize. <laughs> I realize when I watch this movie more than perhaps any other. That's that a I'm pretty wa- extreme driving job. Yeah, go shy. Go. Yeah. Well, they shot that. You see how they shot that on, on telephoto, so that she's actually fifty miles away from him doing whatever's well, right. going to happen. And and also he goes completely out of frame and comes back in. So that what's disconcerting to me about this is, I guess she's probably. I mean, she is the she is the right age, but you know, her and and Shia in a car together. Is she a friend of his mom's? Who is this elderly woman sitting next to him? I mean, she looks like she looks I like think one of Megan the, Fox is twenty four. She looks like one of the desperate 20. housewives. He really yeah. is quite baby faced in yeah. this. Like, but, I mean, he is young. He's only what twenty three, twenty four. Twenty three. Yeah, he's young. But. Yeah, but but yeah, and I know she is young, but she's just she comes across as being like yeah. I also don't middle aged in this. She she is tan. Clearly, as Megan opposed Fox, to great yeah. uh, color graded tan like t- Shia is, she's yeah, pretty yeah, tan. Yeah. Clearly, Megan Fox. Doesn't give a shit what one guy thinks because the entire world thinks she's the world's hottest woman. I don't. I put her in maybe the top twenty, but I don't think she's super particularly hot. I, don't, I just don't see it. Not my top one. I, look, I, really I, I, I mean, I mean, not honestly, my kind at all. She's. 
I don't understand it because she is. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, okay, no, 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 stop. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, this is a different perspective. Right? Listen, Listen. Right. Table. Take, okay, take okay, of yeah. <laughs> Look, like see, like see, hacker blonde here is much more what I would sure. consider. Well, you know, exactly, it's the kind of thing where Megan Fox is like, yeah, she's pretty, but I saw girls like that at my high school. Yeah, like I don't understand what makes her so like a but. Like there are certain women that I, I even I look at and I'm like, that is fucking. That's special. a beautiful woman. Yeah, right there. Yeah. And Megan Fox is like, what? she's pretty, but she's not special. The one that I would compare Megan Fox to, and my favorite would be Olivia Wilde, who plays thirteen on House. I think she's unbelievably pretty. I don't and, watch House because it's boring. Well, I, it's formulaic. <laughs> well, it's formulaic. And, and you're right. It's and not obviously, boring. It's formulaic. And obviously all you have to go with on that one is you, Laurie. And meanwhile, I get the, ooh, the succulent. Okay, Olivia there's a couple Wilde. of interns who are a little cute on that, i got to say. I love that this is Bush. They never show him, but he's clearly it's Bush. It's very clearly Bush. <laughs> now, this <laughs> is an voice. example of a guy that's in control of secondary animation taking over the shot. Yeah. Like, this thing looks like a spring. And I don't yeah. think it really should because they keep sh- they keep showing inserts of the, of the practical and it's like very stiff and when it, when its head turns it goes Krink, and that's it like it's just a servo going Boop. and meanwhile the animated version of this thing he is like flipping and doing this one thing he's doing like car- it's like Yoda in episode 2 right. of course the the interesting thing is that that Michael Bay if if I'm not mistaken and I'm not oh here here's a here's a Spielberg is the executive producer moment uh someone just yeah. snatched so, it away yeah. as opposed to doing the whole that thing. only cost a million dollars to get that <laughs> exactly. shot exactly <laughs> but um Spielberg is like um we don't really need wow. to do the fucking thing I wonder how many times they had to do that shit yeah, really, yeah. The, the brownie rolled correctly or is it a digital digital ding dong yeah, digital ding dong. Your mom's a digital ding dong. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you're right. There's the uh, the practical prop right there. Well, well, there's, a, there's another even worse one coming up. See, and then back to this. Yeah. Where it's just yeah. like the world's most fluid. Like not. A, you ever watch guys that are really great at breakdancing and liquiding? <laughs> yeah. He looks like that. Yeah. yeah. Just like everything kind of travels down his body. Oh, there's a, there's a lot of pop and locking too. Definitely. Yeah. That's probably what. That's probably exactly where they. It was uh, probably got the, the notes that he gave the animators. But there's already a breakdancing like transformer. There's the, the 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 racist, the only racist one in this movie. Michael just spit. Michael blind. literally. <laughs> the <laughs> like, spit taken. I'm sorry, I got it all over Brian. The racist <laughs> black guy that, that plays the radio and breakdances. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. The racist black guy. Literally a spit. <laughs> wow. In real life. I'm so sorry. So he's already got racist dancing fantastic. robots. Why does You're he need, like, it's worth it. Why does he need a black <laughs> ranger? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Don't you love this? Trey, aren't you a big fan of the whole, there's a, there's a hidden signal in the signal thing? Oh sure. If you look That's at the okay. waveform sideways, but she, yeah. how like how much makeup are you going to put on if you're really going to be going in and hacking yeah. and shit? No, oh, they're big on makeup at NORAD. Yeah. Where the hell <laughs> this is supposed to be? And again, here's one of those movie computers. Here's one of those movie computers that just tells you exactly yeah. what you need to know at this the moment you need to know. This was actually a pretty well done sequence. Watching it, I mean, it's it loses some it's of exciting. its power now, but it is it is exciting in particular, like the music and the sound and all the they're talking all fast and the the camera is fucking dollying left yeah. and right and boom, everywhere. Boom, boom. Yeah. yeah, it's really intense, and 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 it's Michael Bay is very good at kind of. He he is very good at kind of getting past your your upper brain and getting to the primal part where you're like, I don't know why, but they have to stop him. Yeah. Like I'm so concerned, they need yeah. to stop, and I don't even understand and what's it, happening. And it's not so you walk out, you go, wait, why did they need to stop him? Yeah, exactly. they could have just done this. What? <laughs> exactly. But there's a silver robot More and it's doing all kinds problem. of cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's just that's just poor integration. He has you know? no he has no need to really look around the screen though. He's uploading yeah, it to isn't his he, brain. Isn't he plugged into it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
We're getting his POV, and that doesn't make any sense. There are, <laughs> there are so many things I just want to point out and say, oh, that doesn't make sense. But No, no, we'll do it. we got but, two yeah, more hours to film. Really, yeah, you really need but to just, kind of run like out of those. The, the next <laughs> thought that goes into my brain is like, why bother? Yeah. yeah. Why well, bother? You know, he knows. We have to, did, were those ninja stars? Sort of. I mean, yeah, they were Because ninja stars are cool. Well, <laughs> well something that I think is, you know, I, I want to say about Michael Bay is, you know, I don't hate Michael Bay and I don't, like, want to spit on him if I ever meet him in person or anything like that. It's no. like, you know, he does he does what he does. And I he had does the it, opportunity. He does it. <laughs> he does it really well. And and yeah. there are moments in every movie he's ever made that I, you know, I go, that was awesome. You know, that yeah. was an awesome sequence. That was an awesome section there. That was an awesome action <laughs> moment. That was an awesome whatever. Um, there's no doubt about it. I think it, and it's, I've mentioned reference this in, in other in other commentaries and it, it's it's apropos i think you know david mamet david mamet talked about how a lot of modern movie making is certainly this kind of studio movie making oh yeah isn't really oh, i love this bit i love this bit where he tries to be like incognito so he puts his hand next to his head like movie making like this isn't really storytelling and conventional movie making his analogy is this movie this this kind of movie making is circus on film where circus doesn't tell you a story circus is about the show spectacle until you get tired and go home so it's like for two and a half hours we're going to show you one dog and pony trick after another and it's just going to be spectacle and then you're just going to at the end you're going to go wow i saw a lot of cool stuff who's hungry um and and Movie making has become that in this kind of style. I love that. Style. That's his profile picture. Man, that is beautiful. So, so Michael Bay puts on a hell of a circus. Yes, I, I, will, I will not. Is, I will not argue at all that Michael Bay is an amazing ringmaster who does one great circus after another. I don't find them mostly very satisfying as movies. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Have you guys seen that YouTube video? Yes. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That's where this is coming from, yeah. obviously. But but no. That's an impressive shot, by the way. I'm, yeah, like uh, all the way over. Well, yeah. again, it's Michael Bay. It's yeah. like, there's going to be lots of impressive shots. I mean, he, he's a, he's a good shooter. Um, I don't think the the issue is. Well, he makes you know he doesn't have good stories. And my question is, I don't know if we had Michael Bay in the room here. I guess I guess if Mike, if Megan Fox says it in public, then he gets all antsy about it. But you know, he he, might, he finally should just cop to the fact that he's not interested in right. good storytelling. Well, well, I mean, he's not about that. He's not after that, and he doesn't need to be because he's doing just fine. Right before the Megan Fox thing happened, like there was that Verizon FiOS ad he did where he was just like, oh, the awesome pool. Yeah, awesome he was barbecue. exactly that the was explosion button. He was just pressing the That's explosion my, button, and he was best, like, I love I I my respect for the guy shot through the roof yeah, when absolutely. he did that. Same with me. I'm like, oh, he knows. Yeah. He knows he, that all he does. He gets explosions, it. He and gets you know it. what? High five. But yeah, I, I wonder in, about those circumstances when celebrities in general do that. That's true. Whether it's them legitimately being cool, as it sometimes is. Or their manager is, going, or this is manager good for you going, to do. do this because it will help you. Why would this be funny? And they're, um, they're definitely smart enough to, to when their manager tells them something like that. To Is it just me, along. or is this a giant robot? Uh, it's not that tall because he's standing on top of something. He didn't just... Look how, no, that looks like a big-ass robot over there. He's pretty... Well, he is pretty big. Well, okay, wait. Now, obviously, there's an argument you made about the fact that there's only so much mass in a car well, no, but, but, but I mean, how big have, are the transformers in the universe it depends on the size i mean that's one of the reasons that's one of the reasons that uh that um optimus prime and people made a big thing about this they made even more of a thing about this than they did about the flames um i'll paint it on his side but um like in the in the trailer he's uh, or in the in the cartoon he's flat like it's a flat nose semi, and he is he's a long nose semi. And this, I don't know what the fucking terms are, but I don't think we have any right truckers right. listening yeah. to the show. Um, <laughs> Actually, although, do. on those we long do. hauls, on those yeah, long I, hauls, exactly. Man. But um, oh, and these dogs literally like almost killed Shia, according to the <laughs> the the. Um, thing like they were actually chasing him, and they had to like tackle the dogs. Yeah, to stop, 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 cut, cut. 
But, Shy, um, we're done, and the dogs are just chasing him off. Yeah, yeah no, Tell he the dogs had to keep yeah. like and and because uh, I actually listened to the commentary on this movie because I was like. I want to hear about this. And uh, and he was like, man, Shia just kept fucking running. Like, I was so impressed. He just kept <laughs> running until we got the dogs under control. Just kept running. Um, but, um, size of robots. The, the size of robots. I mean, if you look at them, they're... I guess between 25 and 30 feet. The mass, are, the, the mass is pushed they had, in they a had different a, spot. They had a full-size Bumblebee right. uh, at Santa well, Comic-Con. Right. Well, they, they, they made... The Arclight, too. As, as I was saying well, about... Uh, yeah, um, that's the other point. I was saying about Optimus, they actually made him a bigger... They, they they made him a different kind of truck because he's because Michael Bay's whole thing was I don't want to do mass shifting in this I don't want it to be a thing where the the fucking whatever his name is it wasn't Soundwave they, uh, Frenzy um, the the little one who's a, a fucking Walkman turns into a forty foot robot because he just unfolds <laughs> like that because they did I like that. how he decided not to do that and yet kind of did it anyway yeah except yeah. in the All Spark yeah. he did exactly that thing yeah but but with the robots he decided he didn't want to do that so he had to so to make Optimus Prime bigger he had to make it a slightly bigger a, truck, truck. a different a different truck however um, at, when they when revenge of the fallen came out it was we were at the arc light for some other movie but right, they right. had the all the cars put out yeah, yeah and I like seeing optimus prime as, in the truck version i was like there is no way that truck yeah. turns into the optimus i, tweet, prime I tweeted a picture about him i'm like he's kind of like tom cruise he's much smaller in person <laughs> <laughs> and from another planet and from another planet yeah exactly he's up he's, close you can tell he, no no actually that is what I said I was like he's part of an alien conspiracy and much sm- smaller and, and in smaller. person <laughs> uh, so it's not as big a conspiracy as we thought yeah I can't believe they even let her in this room it, just to ram you know what they're, she's, no they're like, like who, just, who the hell is this chick and he's a Start considering quantum mechanics. Oh my yeah. god! Uh, it's like <laughs> <laughs> both of, both both myself yeah. and Brian just bashed our faces against the microphone. I'm a like, nuclear physicist. You need to consider quantum mechanics. Shut yeah. up! Literally, that was just every buzzword they could probably think <laughs> yeah. of. Okay, wait. Fourier waves, yeah. quantum computing, and uh, <laughs> we've DNA talked about sure. this. We've talked about this in other commentaries, <laughs> but it's definitely worth bringing up right now in terms of. Who you cast to play scientists? Yes, yeah, so in terms of uh, you know, can you play can you play smart if you're not particularly smart? Um, and uh, and we don't know anything about that girl. She might be. I don't know that girl. Be... I, I don't remember how she played this. You know, but but the, the screenwriters are not helping her out. Certainly, they're not. You know, giving well, they're, you know, they're not giving anyone. This, this is movie such a, a bizarre help. scene. Who is this guy? <laughs> Isn't that the guy from Band of Brother? Maybe. Yeah, it, is. it looks like uh, yeah. Gary Coleman. He just does this whole bizarre thing about you know rambling about drugs and then you never see him again he's just this fascinating side character <laughs> mm. there's another term that I don't th- that's used on tv tropes that i don't think we've actually used here but um uh conservation of detail and that's something that michael bay is definitely not good at <laughs> conservation just, of detail yeah what that you if you if you introduce something down ideally to the smallest detail it plays some um germane role in the larger story you just in other words you don't so just have your, shit how is he breaking that role out Yes, he, he has. Who like, is this guy? Who this is this guy? Scene, this whole scene about the dog's pain. Pills? This whole this guy walks in and just walks away with the whole scene, but there's no payoff. Yeah. That. Right? <laughs> Where did he like, come from? It was. And just a, it's the same thing as his friend that goes up in the tree and never comes down. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, what's well, that I, guess about? That's, I guess what that is is a screenwriting problem, which brings us to Orshi and Kurtzman. Well, a, well, well right. ultimately, it's the director's responsibility. Director's resp- okay, sure, but because uh, because they're the same guys who did Star Trek. Yeah, who are who well, are Star these guys, who are these guys? Where did they come from? Fringe, Fringe, they did, and what else have they done? They're not they're not great, but they're not. They're not incompetent. What is, yeah. what, is, what, is, what is the default screenwriter's group of people that you, I'm assuming you spend a lot of time with and maybe Brian and Trey too? How do people feel about these two guys? What's the, what's the opinion about the guys that keep writing these movies? I've seen so few of what they've done. I mean, what, I, what have I, they done? I mean, as they did, they did the Transformer movies, they did Fringe, they did Star Trek. What else? 
I haven't watched Fringe. I'm not really all that impressed with Star Trek story. There's a lot of holes, but yeah, I know it was during the strike, so I kind of give him a little bit of a right. pass. Well, I mean, the, the the general opinion seems to be fucking lucky bastards. Yeah. You yes. know, that's basically the opinion. Roberto Orchi and Alex Kurtzman. Yeah. I'm looking at uh, well, I'm I mean, looking at Orchi's. They came from somewhere. I think they came out of television. Well, they came somewhere. out of yeah. Lost. Was their breakthrough? Lost. Thing. Yeah. yeah. A lot, a lot of Fringe. A lot, a lot of, of Star Trek Transformers. Nice the shot. Island. A lot of Lost oh, the is, uh, yeah. So their background is their background is half, half, half Michael Bay, half J.J. Abrams, and yeah. Yeah. then that's so you see how the resume kind of comes together from that. Yeah, and Mission Impossible three. Yeah. So yep. and lots of TV, a lot so, of TV. So Abrams likes their stuff, or yep. you know, likes to work with them, or however it works, and that's you know, that's half the battle. They're, right they're Abrams' guy, yeah, yeah, guys. You know, I, I read a, I read a really. There's a book I was reading on screenwriters, and it was screenwriters talking about screenwriting, and it was a very in depth. Move it, fig. Very yeah, move it, fig. Very in depth. Very in depth. Uh, always cover the rear. Examination about screenwriters, and it's all. It was all named. That's screenwriters. not what I heard. Anyway, it was all named screenwriters, and 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 uh, Orchi and Kurtzman weren't in there, but um, another person with a very mixed um, resume, uh, Akiva Goldsman, was, oh my God. was was interviewed, and he said something. I could not believe that that guy won an Oscar yeah. after Batman and Robin. And he anyway, uh, and he said, well. Here's what he said about that. You know, they asked him flat out. Said, "Okay, so you, you know, you've written some scripts that people really, really did not care for at the point where they singled you out to say, wow, wow, what a crime that guy perpetrated.'" And he says, "You know, if I had an answer, I'd give it to you. But I work just as hard on every script I write, and, uh-huh. and sometimes they win Oscars, and sometimes they're the most hated movie of the year. And I don't know which is which until it happens. I, it's not like I can tell." William Goldman said the that. same thing. That's, that's a really. Yeah. I love the honesty of that. Yeah, yeah. Just, I, to be fair, I mean, same with, same with Tim Burton, who's like, "Look, I really wouldn't know a good script of it, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't." I mean, Joel Schumacher apologized for Batman and Robin, yeah, so I guess exactly. <laughs> we should so, have to. So you know, I think I think Akiva Goldsman and I'd say Orchie and Kurtzman. It's like, well, you know, maybe we just don't know yet what they're really capable of you know i just still have a knee-jerk reaction we know that they can do a michael bay movie but you know what what does it take to do a michael bay movie i don't know (laughs) you know maybe it's really hard to michael michael bay movie. maybe it's something you do in a weekend i don't i don't know what the process i promise you it is not hard to do a michael bay movie you go on wikipedia and you find a Mm. bunch of like weird science things to say and then you just throw the rest of it and then you have you know and then you have really really awesome visuals and you're awesome i guess i guess we already established that that's the main thing you find a lot of opportunities for awesome visuals. It's really, it's, it's, yeah. it's the, cre- you know, the opportunity for the set piece where yeah. my, you know, Michael Bacon, oh, I can do a scene at night with an oil refinery and, and it okay, and Fuck me for not seeing it in Transformers, but it's so there. Giant fighting robots and hot chicks. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of an opportunity that's it, really just You going, didn't see it? Because totally, the rest of us did. Yeah, but <laughs> it's right totally there, going man. to waste here. It's completely going to waste. Did any of you guys ever watch the, uh, Trey said he didn't. Have you, were you guys Transformers fans? Uh, yeah, oh yeah, as a kid. I was too young. I, I wasn't. I was, I, I was in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and that kind of. Yeah, thing. I had TMNT I and I had the uh, the. I mean, it was mainly Ghostbusters for me. That took up my Saturday morning. So. Yeah, uh, yeah Transformers was pretty big for me as a kid. I I was actually Were just home over the holidays. Transformers. Eventually, but that was after, because um, there was Generation One, which was the cars, and then it, then they turned into dinosaurs and then <laughs> animals, and I don't know. By the time they got into all the other stuff that wasn't uh, cars, I was. I was out of it. That stuff, by the way, is apparently very accurate. All this stuff here, oh, yeah. they, they apparently got like just real guys being like, "What would you say if this happened?" Well, like, and Michael Bay does have a very this is where we special need developed relationship with the military he that he's he that he has developed, so that he he's one of the very few guys in Hollywood that can call up the Air Force and go, "Hey, I need uh, <laughs> I need, I need a half dozen Raptors jets. for this sequence yeah. uh, next next month." And I go, "All right." All yeah. right, Mike will do it. Well, they, uh, and they trust him. To be fair, he yeah. he always portrays them in a positive light. Yeah, definitely. Him and Cameron. 
They just left it yeah. fucking military porn. Yeah. That's, well, that's Cameron, what they do. I Cameron, mean, I don't know about Avatar yeah. is necessarily positive. Well, but. neither was Abyss. I mean, no, Abyss, the, the military guys were the problem. Well, they always refer to James Cameron, one of one of his tropes is military porn. Well, yeah. He loves to see himself some gunships and some and some loaders. Yeah, and yeah but, but they're usually... But, it, but, but, is, he, but is he doing it with DOD cooperation or not? Back yeah, in college, what, we called this riddle porn. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but literally, Michael Bay, you know, Michael Bay can, you know, shoot in NASA's actual... You know facilities, and he can shoot with actual Air Force equipment and Air Force personnel and Air Force hardware. This is uh, the this is the plane that my college roommate is the navigator on now. Nice yeah. that that very one. Well, not that that type. <laughs> is, the, that the is that him in the window? Screen you, sir. The gunship. Is that the guy? Well, um, it's odd because that doesn't look like it should be a gunship. So that's like a heavy, like a yeah, heavy, it's, heavy it's like duty. a transport plane that they just they just stacked a whole bunch retrofitted of retrofitted into. We're yeah. we gonna put guns on this thing. Uh, there's a story that I'll actually tell for Revenge of the Fallen because it's a Revenge of the Fallen. But uh, a friend of mine worked at Edwards Air Force Base while they were shooting, while they were getting ready to shoot uh, Transformers Two up there, and there's a. It's a pretty good story about that. But we'll All right, that I'm second. so excited. Where's yeah. Fig? So, so we talked hey, Fig, about oh God. Fig, oh God. <laughs> I hate you God all. God damn it, where's Fig? I will kill you all. We <laughs> talk, Fig is well, down. Brought it up. Fig is I, down. I think Trey was the only one that mentioned... Well, you guys would have brought it up if I didn't. Yeah, I th- we would have noticed. Just, I just got in there before and pretended to control the whole situation. <laughs> yeah. Trey mentioned that he, th- he thought Bad Boys was uh, Bay's best... Work, but no. Didn't he say that? Any, did you say that? No, I, I, I thought it was the Rock. You said that about no. Like, okay. The Rock is the Rock is okay. What, what is your, I, I like. Bad I haven't boys seen better. Bad Boys, so well, well, which brings up which just to bring up the point is like I'm I'm not like you know going to be all David Mamity on you and go yes. Well, if a movie is just you know circus and and mindless entertainment, then it's bullshit. I enjoy a good circus movie. Yeah. It's just that yeah. I don't enjoy all the circuses that Michael Bay's put on. This is one of his circuses I did not enjoy um, because I wasn't you know first of all receptive to the source material. I actually enjoy most of Pearl Harbor. I loves the hell out of Armageddon, even though I know every single thing that's wrong with it, and it's never. It's an end, it's an endless list. I know how stupid Armageddon is, and yet I loves me some Armageddon. And uh, you know, The Rock is like, yeah, The Rock has some moments that I think are fun, and you know, Nicolas Cage doing the Nicolas Cage thing is always amusing, and it's it's fine. Um, but Bad Boys to me, and I think it's more to do with just the actors in it. Um, I just find more entertaining overall. So you know, when when Michael Bay wants to blow up stuff, and it's before he had all the money in the world and could blow up anything um, and he still had to, some limitations I think Bad Boys is just a fun fun romp of a movie it's the kind of movie that uh, Will Smith should make instead of Wild Wild West um, so so yeah so I enjoy that one a lot and uh, I Am Legend or I Am Legend. Well, I, I Am Legend. I'm I'm legend okay with it. We should good. do that movie. The There's alternate one. ending of I Am yes, Legend. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We can talk all about how Hollywood can sometimes shoot itself in the, the foot. Man. But your point was, uh, anyway, so my point is, yeah, I enjoy Bad Boys just because I think I think Martin Lawrence and Will Smith and Taylor Leone, yum, are, uh, are fun to watch. <laughs> and I don't, here, uh, I'm the same way. I really like Armageddon. And yeah. I've read Bad Astronomy. I got it. Right there oh, with yeah. you. I Love know it. Armageddon. But is, I, Armageddon, I just fucking... And it's the same thing as this. Where you, just, you, you honestly, cast all these really likable, funny characters. You put Steve Buscemi and Michael Clark Duncan and uh, fucking William Fichtner to be a bad guy. Okay, cool. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, honestly, it's, I just like think Armageddon people, is too goddamn long. Well, that's, that's, I yes, think if that's it were totally shorter, true. I'd love it. But here's my whole thing. I think whether... If you can ever swallow the pill that is the Michael Bay movie in its entirety, the gestalt of Michael Bay, if you can get, if you can get around that... Whether or not you like a Michael Bay film depends on if you like the character actors he ch- he cast for that movie, and if you like this cartoony vibe that he has. It's a it's circus, America circus. Yeah it, yeah, it really is. Circus is a great way to describe Michael Bay in particular. It's a step beyond yeah, one well, billion. It's slapsticky. It's circus and and blackface. Really, I mean, <laughs> oh, the portrayal oh. man is well, just this not pr- this particular scene. It kind of is. 
Like, well, I mean, I mean, what again. do you want me to do in this scene, Michael? I want you to run and scream like a girl. And I then, want you to run from the cops. Oh my god! Boy. Oh my god! There's be spooks in the barn, and oh, <laughs> the spook is coming! Ooh! If you get a gun wet, doesn't it stop working? No. Really? You can, so he could dive into the pool with his gun and it wouldn't screw up his gun? No. You Depends could, on the gun. You can even fire a gun underwater, yeah. as the Mistbusters have proven. It, the, bullet like, underwater? Won't go, the bullet won't go very far, but it, the, you get the, the I just gun remember them fire. standing outside the pool and shooting. You can actually fire a weapon under... Really? In the water, you it can fire a weapon. It, it depends, depends on the gun. It depends on the gun. Interesting. Yeah. Military hardware would be Probably designed for yeah. yeah, Yeah. But yeah, bullets don't... You know, if you if you if you let them sit for three years, they'll get a little corroded. But you know, bullets in the water are they're they're waterproof. There you go. We didn't leave at the park. We put them in the pool with the dog. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> oh, look! He has I to ride that. a girl's pinky bike. It's comedy. Away from well, his. They don't car. really make a joke out of it. He just—that's the one he takes. No, well, well that but is, this, the this, joke. Here's the joke. The well, yeah, but they're not. But, but look, he's not riding a girl's bike because he's some kind of a fag. <laughs> no, but it's but it's not like they're like. He keeps having moments where he's like, I can't believe I'm riding a girl's bike right no, now. No, that's true. That's no, true. He gets no. away with that. Yeah, so they could have made it even worse. Yeah. But, but they made it, you know. Burger King. Wow, I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what are you having there? The Big Mac combo with the double large twisty fries? Oh, my Probably God. not a Burger King. Probably not a Big Mac at Burger King. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I, you know, I, got my product, I got my product placement wrong. It's weird. Part Shoot of my me. mental I've picture had some of Megan Fox doesn't include freckles. Huh, what? Megan Fox is clearly freckly, and I just never remember freckles when I think about her. It's because you're focused on other parts. Yeah. Okay. She has a face? <laughs> Bingo. Yeah. There it is. You're talking about that thing above her neck that she <laughs> she, she makes noise with? Uh, okay. Yeah, it's my least favorite and part. she makes those weird, Here's like... A, uh, this movie came out in 2007. Uh, she's one of those people who can't close her mouth. Like, she just sits there and you see yeah. her teeth all the We time. all like that, Michael. All right. Uh, not all of us. I find it like you, you need to go to a dentist and have those filed down. Apparently, you know, it's like like Aww. a rodent who needs this to movie, gnaw on things uh, properly. Uh, Shy is wearing a Strokes t-shirt. This movie came out in 2007. I like how he went out of the way to have it, that on his side. Yeah. And it mirrored my um, music taste in. at the time. Like, I've been listening to the new Linkin Park album, and there's a song by The Used. It's about to get played. Like, all these bands that I'm a big fan of used more than Linkin Park. Uh, and this movie came out, and I was already kind of with it because I always thought Shy was funny, and I like fucking Megan Fox on screen. That's fine. Lens flares are cool, and there's giant fighting robots. And then all this music that I loved started playing, and I had it was. This goes back to the thing I didn't really finish saying earlier, which is that I've never been more aware that a company is selling me a movie. <laughs> but I was so with it, and I had this weird moment of like, am I letting it have its way with me? Like, I, I was kind of. I felt like a sheep. I felt like I was in the Matrix where I was like, this is the movie you will watch. Don't, talk, <laughs> yes. don't look at each other. Like, <laughs> we have prepared it for your enjoyment, human. Enjoyment. And I was sitting there enjoying it, and I, and I felt really, really dirty. Like, Asimovian dirty. Like, well, the, the, the you know. No, the, no, the, no, the, no. The, the, the techno grid has made me this movie, and I'm enjoying it. What else will they feed me that I will then take? In a pure nutrient sludge directly connected <laughs> to your veins. <laughs> yes. Combined with a form of fusion. <laughs> Now, Michael Bay is an asshole because the whole, the whole thing about this, all the cars are supposed bit. to be GM, and it, yet he snuck a Ford in there. Yeah, I love I remember the GM people not being happy. I love about. the ranting about usernames and eBay items. I don't know why. It's just it dates the film, but I'm like, it's so topical. It's, <laughs> I use well, eBay. That was well, that's a wow. I relate to this movie. That's a good bit of humor. Where it's yeah. like you have this giant robot yelling at you about. Are you ladies man two seventeen? <laughs> are you ladies man two seventeen? Where is eBay Adam three one one five seven? It's like that's funny. It's like, well, how else would the robot know you if, right. if that's how it tracked <laughs> exactly. you down? It, you know, that was that was very heroic what he just did. She was she was living her own life, and he just made sure that she's now in the path of the killer robot. Right. <laughs> Thanks. We should date more often. You're First fun. Bumblebee in the movie. That's true. Oh, no, love second right second there, Bumblebee yeah. in the movie. Now here's here's 
this is just again. This is just me, you know. And I admit that this is now, just see, a product of my age. But but it's going to happen later. I don't know when it is, and I'm not going to care. But uh, you know, Bumblebee right now is a classic Camaro, and later he's going to come back yeah. as this year's model Camaro. I I so like the classic Camaro yeah. better. Yeah. Can I just say? Can I just say there was the whole thing just then where this he was like used right here. Where, where he was that's sitting there like, you have to get in the, the car. Classic. Get in the car with me. I'm like, if she didn't get in the car, she wouldn't be in the middle of this at all. Yeah. She would be out of the picture. You would and be it'd perfectly be fine, safe right. if you hadn't gotten in the car with yeah. me. So like I said, you know, okay, maybe we'll do a, give it a paint job, but the, this this version of the Camaro is so much cooler than the, yeah. than the 2007 Camaro. Yeah, but, although although it does, um, uh, weirdly, it does slightly justify the fact that they are Earth cars from space. You know, it's the it's the kind of thing where they come here and they're like, "What are we looking at?" Uh, that okay, and they can scan it and do it. The question is why they don't do it constantly. Yeah, it's like, oh, time to uh, change up again. Yeah, why do they so that they can't find from, me? Jump from body to body, like yeah. um, that one Denzel Washington movie. Uh, oh shit, Fallen. I think it's Fallen. No, I don't remember. No, but, something with uh, demons. I don't know. Pazuzu. Glory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so anyway. Um, Transformers. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently there's some cars that are chasing each other now. And there's some people. I'm sure and, with and music, this is, this is although, very and, and, and just because, I guess, you know, Michael Bay is giving us just a little something to page. He, he puts some people in the cars, but they're really they're yeah. really just decoration. They're doing nothing. They're not really, don't need to be in That's the cars. That's the first time we've actually seen Bumblebee. And there's Bumblebee probably. as a, okay. not as a car. Now, that Bumblebee is much, much larger than the supposedly full-size mock-up they had right. at Comic-Con. Yeah, that's true. The, the one at Comic-Con, I could buy the being the same amount of mass. Yeah. These guys, no way. These guys, I was even wrong earlier. My estimate was 25 or 30. These guys are at least 40 feet tall. Oh, yeah. Well, I know I know. Optimus is definitely 40, because they, they talked about that. But um, I think the others are not as tall as Optimus, because he's the boss. That's right. For whatever reason, because he's a truck man. Well, so Michael Bay, along with many, he's the prime. Along with many other it. very talented directors, is a uh, an alum of the music video scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Fincher, Michelle Gondry, also, and Mick yet Chan. they are David Fincher and Michelle Gondry, <laughs> and he is Michael Bay. Go. Well, Michelle Gondry can't really tell a story either. Yeah, yeah, he got lucky with he, Eternal yeah, Sunshine. He's, yeah. he's, he's another director that needs to have a script that makes sense for him, right? And then he's yeah. got something. Fincher, I Fincher has a story sense. He can craft and tell a story, but. Most of the other music video directors that we've had in the p- these past, Michael Bay, Mick G, uh, oh God. they have no idea how to tell a story whatsoever. Yeah. And the, the, I, I mean, the, the hard, it, it's, it, it's almost like heartbreaking with, with someone like Mick G, because it's like, I can tell you really want to. Yeah. <laughs> you really want to make a good movie. Oh, he's and trying. I Look, you. he's trying. You can tell he's but, trying. But damn it. <laughs> yeah. Go take a writing class, yeah. for God's sakes, or something. But go to the we, go to the junior college and take a fiction writing class. <laughs> we can get to that with salvation, though. But yeah. Anyway. Oh dear. No, kill it. No, kill it. <laughs> yeah. Let's put it away where we don't know where it is. I'm now. sorry. Don't you un- exactly? Don't you understand starfish? Like, just yes. assume it's like a starfish. Have you kill not- every part of it. Look, have- see, see. Have you not <laughs> seen we're Terminator? Co- we're coming up on our hour checkpoint. Trey, how you doing over there? Yeah, how much rum is left? Is this is this how you remember it? Is this just the, the I don't the, remember the, any of the this. wash I, of sensory I don't remember overload? a damn thing about it other than okay, apparently there's robots that do stuff. I don't. There's not a single moment of this that's familiar to me in the least. Okay, well, any so, thoughts? It's it's 
you know, it's there's these two young people who are standing in proximity to visual effects a lot. <laughs> it's probably Japanese. Yeah, yeah. You that's know, that's going back to what we said. Definitely an ad lib. <laughs> yeah. There's you know there's there's just this this movie. There's no. It's it's not like I don't get what's going on because there isn't anything going on. There's nothing to get. <laughs> I mean, it's like we we could have. This is talking about talking about a movie that you don't need to have your subtitles or your sound on. This is one of them. Because would I be enjoying this movie or getting any more from this movie or would anyone if I knew what these you know pieces of of movie meat were saying to each other? No. <laughs> it doesn't add a single thing. It's about okay. We're gonna look at the guy and the chick talk, and then a car is gonna do something cool again in a few minutes, right? All right, cool. I can stick around for that, you know. And again, that's that's all these movies are trying to be, and they are succeeding admirably at them. So, you know, I might even be willing to put Transformers on the perfect movie shelf because <laughs> you know this is all it wanted to be, and it does it beautifully. But I think I don't know. I think Michael Bay. Actually, I'm going to go with Trey on that, and he he's being he's he's making fun of the movie, and I'm not. This movie does not miss anything that it sets up to do. I'll cut you both. <laughs> no. Wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. We'll do this in a second. But for, just, for me, my, I'm, I'm, it doesn't mean I like this movie. I loathe this movie sure. and everything right. it stands for. But, you, <laughs> but we, we talked about that. The concept of a perfect movie does not pre, it does not require you to like the movie. Yeah. This movie, what does it? What does yeah. it fail what, to deliver? What does this movie not do? What does this? What does this know. movie fail to deliver that it said it would? Just a, like an actual close up of a. Now we're having like an well, internal argument about the nature of the term. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, you no, can talk about so. you can talk about character bits. I mean, later on, I was going to wait till we got there, but like later on, the big climax comes at the point where you know the the good guys are like oh the bad guys are coming for the all spark let's go into the middle of the city to maximize collateral damage yeah. it's like wait wait that's the good guys plan <laughs> sure. how does that make any fucking sense no. like even for me being like i accept the robots turn into cars and blah blah, blah. i'm like right. wait 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 you're right next to the de- like go that way and it's desert like yeah. what are you doing <laughs> yeah you know Yes, you're in the only metropolis within 100 miles. <laughs> and you, any direction, you can go to the ocean that way, yeah. you can go to the <laughs> desert that way. But no, let's go to the center of the population. Yeah. Now, speaking of which, some, again, sometimes you know, a movie will just hit you a certain way or it won't hit you a certain way. And, and then that can also bias you. You know, Years later, you can go, I hate that movie. And then you might discover it. And we, you know, we've all had that experience here on this show. We kind of rediscover a movie and go, oh, that wasn't as good or as bad as I originally you know, brought to it at the time. Is, is uh, that the, the Back uh, to the Future Tunnel? No, no, no. That's a by that's the, the, that's that's second, that's, is, the, that's the Second is, Street Tunnel again. Yeah. This that's, is the highway, right? No, that's the Second Street Tunnel. That's a, the, that's that that a, a cute a, gag, though. Yeah. The excuse that the he's like, oh, It is the Independence Day Tunnel, though. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been used Yeah, probably. So, I, yeah, I love no, the fact this is just excessive here, obviously. Yeah. So, so like I said, I, I oh, and by the way, we can't hear it right now, but this is the the uh, Kill Bill music, you know, Battle yeah. Without Honor or Humanity that we hear. Shut up. Yeah, I'm sorry. It was okay in Kill Bill, and I loved it there. But shut up. Stop using. Well, you know, that's what same sensibility though. But that's what Bumblebee does is he makes you know cutesy references with his musical choices. That's true. I'm well. Okay. Boom. Okay. No, if Bumblebee was the one playing that. Well, he's he the one playing that. Okay, the, I the thought whole, it was on the soundtrack. Well, the whole thing okay. is the radio is it's Bumble, how Bumblebee talks, talks. Is he right. plays things on the radio to right. to signify things. Um, I can't believe Trey just grabbed that shit and ran with it and wow. just completely Wee. owned you. Okay, wait, <laughs> that, <laughs> mu- that within the logic like said, of the movie, that's, which that's, is pointless. Know, but that must have been the Back to the Future tunnel because they're now at Griffith Observatory. When you go to Griffith no. Observatory, you go to the Back to the Future. Now the Back to the Future tunnel is I know, I know, it's only two lanes wide. First, I'm just saying. 
and it's in Hill yes. Valley, goddammit. Yes. Which is which is. By built, the way, see what the Bogos are doing? This that doesn't vertical, make any sense. Oh, look? And now they're in love. Yeah. You just put my life in abject jeopardy from space monsters. Yeah. And now we're I, in love. Now I want to hold your hand. And I not all of these are the good ones. Hand. But this is. This I don't think anything like that looks exists near Griffith Observatory. Wow. Wow. Damn. Finally, something with Dodger Stadium. Uh, soundstage <laughs> somewhere. Actually, a lot of what we're about to see takes place in and around the uh, American Apparel Factory at Alameda and <laughs> oh, nice. Third or something. And <laughs> I know that because downtown. I've been there before. As have I. Yeah. And, and it's cool. I, we can tell Aren't you damn special when we get there? I Actually, no. I'm just saying. <laughs> so this is what this is the bad guys showing up. There That's what's going on. That's bad the uh, American Apparel Factory. Any, any American Apparel? Yeah. Oh, you like have a little self-reference there. Came from there. Look at that. Cooler than Armageddon. Yeah. You wish, Michael. <laughs> Wait, that wasn't it, actually. It's another two big buildings that form a corridor. This is well, that was Superman. Just outside of Superman it. landing here. Yeah, very Superman. similar. Very similar to that. It's the blob. Yeah, it's hard to tell. I wouldn't get too close to him because it's hard to tell which one, uh, which are the good and which are the bad. Well, the one that we says get into that the one that the says to destroy and enslave on his police car self. Well, well, yeah, but talk but, about talk about a bad guy who's bad because he's the bad guy. <laughs> it's like there you go, Brian. Talk about the choices of color and how the Decepticons are all difficult to tell apart because of their color scheme. Meanwhile, all the main guys get like a bright color. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I mean it's this weird choice they made where it's like we're just the Decepticons, the bad guys. We're just not going to paint them. Like they're all black and they've got black gears. Yeah, they're, really they're going to be see what's going on. Gray, see, the conspiracy really that Michael Bay is trying to lay on you is that <laughs> black is evil. This is a very Michael Bay shot. Yeah. And a good one. You know. Big dolly around. Oh, well done. Was this, this was a trailer shot, yep. wasn't it? Oh, it was like, for sure, yeah. yeah. It reminds me Which of Which is why I remember it, because I saw it a couple times in the trailer. Not the movie. I, I happen to see it in the movie, because I don't remember that, but... You know. It's this a very, family it's is a very too damn rich. I want to smack her parents around. She better, she better get some money for that tooth. Yeah, seriously. Could, Dad's got some bank there. That bit was a very Jurassic Park uh, lost world. Well, I was just thinking but, about dinosaurs because they say that the people that the reason that kids love dinosaurs is because they're bigger than they are. It's like a, they're bigger than the parents, which means they're bigger than anything that they know, and that's why they that's why the they kind of have that childlike. Yeah, this is the so they're like, they're they're like an uber authority. Figure. And by the way, it's just those two walls. Everything that's not a wall in that hallway is a set decoration. Yep. Uh, it's just two sides of a building. So there's the, like, the loading dock and all that shit is now. And they say that people, uh, little kids like dinosaurs because they're bigger than their parents, which means they're bigger than God in, in their terms. Which makes me wonder okay. if that little girl would have had the same response to a gigantic robot. Where it's like, she just likes the robot. And she doesn't know why. The reason is because it's bigger than her parents. Sure. It, 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 you know, it, I don't know. I don't think anyone in the screenwriting process ever had that conversation. That could be. I, 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 I mean, that's, you know, kids love like big, you know, Bob the Builder, well, moving I mean, machinery and yeah. you know, cranes and things like that. Well, I mean, I mean, more than that, kids are just innocent. It's like she she's just not going to have any suspicions that there is something yeah. evil about. It's bigger this than me. Thing. It might eat me or crush me. But it, yeah. well, but it, looks but it neat. won't. But it's neat. Yeah, exactly. It's neat. I'm sure it's gentle because because my like, world is full of most things that are bigger than me, and they haven't crushed me or eaten <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, pretty much. Exactly. So I uh, I was working for a while at Michael Bay's commercial production company uh, right around right before. Transformers 2 came out so he was he's got a nice gig anytime <laughs> they do a uh, product tie-in commercial he gets first dibs at directing the, the tie-in commercials and nice. so they act one of them was actually a cell phone commercial that was this guy with his cell phone transformed and he ended up I talking remember up, that one talking I saw that one yeah. Prime. Uh, yeah so I was on set for that and they actually used this exact same footage of Optimus Prime from the first movie and in order to do that they had to shoot it in the same location 
as, as this scene. So they went back to this location, dressed it the same way, and um, same shots, like the same angles and everything. And um, cool, yeah. I cannot believe. I got by to watch. Way, I got to watch way, Michael Bay direct, which was an interesting experience. He learned his language through the internet. I'm sorry, but quite frankly, web. you got all should be talking Japanese if that's how that works. But yeah, um, <laughs> like I, the the. the Okay, we won't even talk about how racist he is because the Revenge of the Fallen just put that way beyond the pale. <laughs> yeah. You had no idea. Revenge of the Fallen point. makes the Phantom Menace look PC. Yeah, but um, uh, it is worth pointing out that the voice of – I don't remember what his name is because I had that entire bottle of wine. But um, <laughs> his uh, – uh, Jazz? Jazz, yes. Jazz's voice is um, uh, Eddie Winslow from Family Matters. Oh. Same guy. Wow. Can't remember the uh, actor's name, but that guy. Carl, that's not. Uh, no, yeah, Reginald Vell Johnson is is uh, uh, the guy from Die Hard. Whatever. Yeah, he's the father. Anyway, not the son, the oldest son. So, uh, oh, 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 okay. Yeah, Dorkman. I'm going to throw this one to uh, you. I always pick who's probably the best to talk about this. Uh-oh. I'm going to throw this to you. What <laughs> makes Shia better at acting against a giant CG thing than Natalie Portman? <laughs> that's What's going on? How do you make that shit work? Why can he do it and she apparently can't? Is it the director? Because I don't mm. think Michael Bay or George Lucas are either great directors. Right. No, it's it's a imagination thing. You just have to yeah. be able to. It really is as simple as you have to be able to imagine it. I, I, and some I, people are better at doing that all entirely on their own. That's actually an acting exercise I've done at Playhouse West, where you just it's called a fantasy, where you just get up on stage and you act out this scenario, whatever you decide to do. But you have to do everything, and right? And but also he's being given stuff to work with. I mean, what is? I, I mean. If you think about it, what is Natalie Portman giving being given to work with? It's like, all right, look across this room. It's a giant Senate chamber, and you're saying boring fucking ass shit. And it's like, <laughs> as opposed to as opposed to, there's a giant robot telling you that you're the savior of humanity. Go, you know. Right. It's like there's there's more to work with, and just in general, I think you know, uh, Shia is probably more comfortable just being like, all right, do your thing, go. Right. You know, um, as opposed to Natalie, who, Shia who is more of a force of personality, and Natalie is a very quiet, right. reserved actress, she's, actress. And she's and she's great when she's being given something. But it's like I feel like she probably has to be given something yeah. more than Shia is just like Shia, I'm, I'm good to just talk Adam, all day long. And Shia, I'm sure Shia, Lucas yeah. did not give Natalie yeah, Portman yeah. anything, whereas I'm sure Michael Bay did give yeah. Shia LaBeouf. And okay, Shia, is, Shia had just come that. to the you know the the King of the Crystal Skull. Right. I mean, you know, he had he has some he has some chops now in terms of acting against nothing. You know, right. And if he wanted some tips, he could turn, lean to Harrison and go, so Harrison, Crystal how, do you, how do you do this stuff? Yeah, you know? Crystal, Crystal Skull is after this. Crystal Skull is 08. Right. It's, well, well, it's still, a, you yep. know, it, it's definitely the kind of thing. In, I was and, in Florida. This is L.A. And yeah. also just... He made uh, Crystal Skull after this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He, well, he well, made this I, and then he was put in Crystal Skull I, because Spielberg loved him I thought that this. movie was so much older than this one, but okay. <laughs> but fair enough. But yeah, he... Right, um, then, then my point is wrong. Yeah. But he, I mean, at, at the same time, he's got someone to... He's got something to react to. He's got someone he's talking to. He's, right. Even if it's a digital character, he's got something that... Yeah. He, his, he, well, here's... I mean, here's the difference even between Transformers and the Star Wars things. It's like... And, and, and you can talk speak to this as, as well from an acting perspective. It's like Shia is actually... Even though he's, he's dealing with kind of nothing in front of him, he has something he wants. He has an, uh, something that he's an trying objective. to accomplish within the scene, an objective. Right. Yeah. Whereas in Star Wars, there's fucking no objective in half the scenes. People right. are just kind of talking at each other and, and you know. And yeah, and the other thing, I mean, I'm sure the conversation on the Star Wars set was, so George, what am I, what's, what am I looking at? What's going on here? And Action. George would have said, 
<laughs> I don't know. We'll figure it out later. Well, yeah. his famous line is, uh, at least on the original trilogy, was faster, more intense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I'm sure here, Michael Bay was like, okay, Optimus Prime is here, and he's telling you exactly what we're talking about. You're the savior, well, and it, this you, is... You've seen him work, although, you know, I guess a commercial might have been a little different, but, you know, what you said you saw him work. So what, is there something about the way he works that you noticed was any way distinctive, or... Not really in the... I mean, he... To be quite honest, he came off as a fairly normal human being with with a you know a certain amount of energy. Like, okay, let's do this. Okay, let's try that. Uh, we were shooting in that alley, and it was you know recreating that footage. So we had there was a guy from ILM that had a big pole with a cardboard cutout of Optimus Prime's head for the eye line, and it was you know he just literally stood there, and some of the times it was even on its own stand, and the guy just acted to that. But Michael Bay was like, you know, this is this is what's happening. This is what's going on and this is what you're doing director shit yeah Yeah. giving the actor what they're doing and what is happening around them to react off of this subplot is so fucking pointless but i love i love this guy this guy is hilarious the black guy yeah but just just because he's like the whole thing he was just doing that right there he's like i'm in charge here don't say nothing it's cool as soon as he he just just throws the folder down and it just breaks (laughs) (laughs) it's it's awesome but but who is he where does he come from i don't i you can you can walk out of this, even if you don't hate this movie, even if you're like, oh, that was fun and blah, blah, blah. You can literally walk out of this and forget that the two of them even yes. showed up on screen. Yeah. I, which I had. I did. I had, in fact, done the same thing. Although I do remember now that I see them, it's like now, it, later he's got a great googly moogly <laughs> bug eyed, you know, panicky scene coming up later, right? Where he's like, I got my living out Where he yes, just, yes. just goes right to step and fetch at 1932, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. So, you know, yeah. there you go. So there was precedent. It's that kind of yeah. movie. <laughs> so, uh, Oh, I, I can't go in there. There might be some spooks in there. I kind of want to go and make a ska band called The F- Faster and the More Intense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Faster and the More Intense. I like it. Oh, we're coming up on where... Uh, Is that Beverly Hills or Pasadena or something like that? It looked like, more like Pasadena. Pasadena-ish. So it comes back to, I mean, I don't think, I, you know, I, I've never met Michael Bay myself. I, you know, I've, I have worked with Jim Cameron, and Jim Cameron is, you know, he's Jim Cameron. And he makes movies that Jim Cameron makes. And Michael, <laughs> Michael Bay makes movies that Michael Bay makes. And, you know, I don't think Michael Bay is probably any more insane than anyone else is. I just don't enjoy, the, you know, the movies that he makes are not, you know, the kind of movies I like as much as other people make. But that doesn't mean, you know. He Here again. This is where you where you can get away with having a guy like Shia and this hysterically funny dad actor on screen, where it's like you have to convince him not to look there because there's a giant robot there. Yeah, that's way, that's fifty feet at least, maybe yeah. seventy feet. It's something you can play. These two yeah, guys, you know. th- look at think about this shit. It's an action. They're just two actors in a movie about giant fighting robots, and this scene is hysterically funny. And it's just you have one objective. You know Don't they didn't get write the, this. You know this well, was not know on the is. page. I know that. Yeah. but that's the whole thing. It's like Brian's always saying. It's the one objective, Shia. Just don't make him make yeah. keep him from going outside. He can't come say out. Say whatever you have to say to keep him in the room. Here's the trick about writing and acting. It's not about the words. It's about the actions. It's about the behavior. It's what your characters do and what happens to them and how they react. That's just another thing you did for me, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like okay. What you don't, what you never want to tell an actor is say the line like this and give them a line reading. Oh, that's geez. that's the yeah. Oh God, cardinal sin. Although I've, I had an actor ask me to do that, and I Some, and I, I refused to do it. I wouldn't do it. In, ex, in extraordinarily extenuating circumstances, there might be a place for it, but not really. Yeah. The, the way get, you get performances, I get is frustrated by, when ask, actors ask me that. They're like, "Just tell me how to say it." No, no get yeah. it right. Your job is to yeah. is to do it. Yeah. What you need to be telling them to do is what actions they are doing, what they how they feel about what their point of view is about a situation, or what their relationship is with an object or another character or whatever it is but above all it is their behavior what they are trying to do 
that is the core. It's what they're trying to do coupled with their point of view creates behavior and acting and drama and storytelling in this in on stage and on screen is all about behavior, not the words. References. I can't believe so I finally did, went so on that is, rant on yeah, Transformers. So how, does Shia go, how, so how does Shia fit into that? Well, right here is a perfect example is that he's not, what he's trying to do is, well, we passed He's trying to convince in. someone of something. He's, earlier on, he was trying to distract his dad. That was his action. And I, I would bet money that Michael Bay's direction was something along the lines of, just distract your dad. And that's the direction. And then now that we're in, we're in a different section of the scene, so the action is going to be something else. But it wasn't, say these lines to your dad this way, the direction would have been, just distract your dad. Right. And, as, and yeah. as far as, I mean, to be fair, as far as improv goes, they're not necessarily just being like, distract your dad, go. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's the kind of thing where they, that. you know, because panning away to the reactions to the Transformers and stuff, you know, it's the kind of thing where you probably, for lack of a better word, kind of workshop the scene. You're like, yeah, all right, yeah. do your thing, blah, 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 and then they say stuff to each other, and it's like, okay, generally you're going to look over there right here, so the camera guy knows to pan over there and blah, 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 blah. But like random stuff where he's like, I just... I love you. God, I love you. Yeah. You know, stuff like handsome that. Handsome man, handsome man. You know, it's yeah, like, that's that's the kind of thing that you throw in. Like when you're when you're working with someone who can really handle improv, it's the kind of thing where you literally are trying to you're trying to ruin the scene, like almost. You're trying yeah. to crack the it's other person up. It's a contest to break the other person, <laughs> exactly. or to get the cameraman to laugh hard enough, yeah, exactly. or whatever it is. Yeah, or just or find a way to do it differently one time than the next. Yeah, try a different thing. There is, and, there, and one of the nice things about the the amazing technology. <laughs> that's that's very funny. The technology. <laughs> They're all just like, no, no, we're hidden. It's all good. Technology <laughs> that we have nowadays is you can do that with visual effects. You can actually go, okay, you guys can just kind of wing it, right? And and we'll get a take that works, and then we'll put robots in that. Take. Take. Right, and, you know, and, and and you know that's that's a great freedom, and and a director who uses it properly um, can get can some do great a lot stuff. of things with it. And the you know the and and as I mentioned earlier on, it's like uh, I don't know if I mentioned when we were rolling it, but but this is the one scene from this entire movie that I actually remember having seen because I I actually found myself enjoying this scene because it's like this wacky comedy sequence of. Shia trying to hide a fleet of gigantic four-story <laughs> robots from his parents inside his own house, you know. And I just thought of that okay, kind of a good silly, goofy comedy feel to it. And and I think it's probably now that I'm, we're looking at it again, it's sort of probably because it was kind of grounded in a very real, very human. Oh my god, I don't want my parents to find out what's been going on. Right. <laughs> I love that. Motivation. Oh, Go run. <laughs> he still has the wine. <laughs> oh no, the mom gets it. How did you get over this so fast? <laughs> <laughs> I ran like a little bitch. There's a story, and I'm going to... I forget the name of the actor and the name of the director, but uh, this very talented, uh, unknown actor was doing a play. He was very good, and some... This is a story that my acting teacher told us at one point. Uh, it was, I think it was Sidney Pollack. Uh, was told, you need to go see this guy. He's perfect for this new movie you're doing. Go check him out. It's like, okay, yeah, all right, maybe. So he had him... He set up this audition, and he had... Uh, one of his actor's friends set him up in this, this studio and then called the guy in from the audition. And before he told his actor's friend, I want you to do something like yoga or whatever, but whatever you do, don't leave this room, being the little room, apartment, studio set kind of a thing. And then he told the actor that he was auditioning, if you can get her to leave the room, then you get the part. And so that, that was all he did. 
And then he just watched him do everything he could possibly do to get this actress to leave the room. And like when it became clear that she wasn't going to, and then he just lose is losing his mind trying to, and he can feel like this, his one opportunity, this big break finally to come slipping through his fingers because he can't get the, the actress to leave the room and just, you know, how desperate and how involved it made him. And it was like, that, that was <laughs> the audition. Were you masturbating? What? <laughs> that, that was the audition. That's what? <laughs> They're both like, what? Anyway. Anyway, so it's that's a very clear illustration of the fact it's not about reading lines a certain way. It's about an objective and how you feel about that objective. Well, I mean, that's you know, there, there's you hear so many stories about a lot of directors, um, especially with with big feature films and stuff. Like they won't even have the actor perform; they'll just sit him down and kind of talk to him and see how they yeah how they do yeah. stuff. Just get a know? sense of you know what they do. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, all actors have different processes and we've talked about this before and some like to rehearse a lot and some like to not rehearse much at all. And some like to, you know, come in really, <clears throat> and it's part of the fun of being a director. And sometimes it doesn't feel like fun at all is to try and balance different acting styles into one scene. Um, but that's just how it is. But the, the, I was just reading again, uh, I'm bringing it up because I just was reading it last night. I was reading David Mamet's book on directing, which is called strangely enough on directing. <laughs> and, uh, and he, 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 he breaks it down. To a to a really minuscule level as far as filmmaking, where he says really you know to to properly use the medium because he's also the one remember who talks about how modern movies are circus and not really storytelling and he so he's talking about what he considers storytelling and the real purpose of of movies the original purpose um, where he says that really what a director needs to do is you want to break it down to a point where really you don't need any dialogue at all and we brought that up before mm-hmm. but the you know the shot and it should be an, as he calls it an uninflected shot it's like okay so you have a shot of a guy um knocking on the door and then you have a shot of a guy inside who's refusing to answer the door and then you cut to the guy close up of the guy ringing the doorbell and it's all about how you know structuring it so the actor doesn't have to do anything but exactly the very specific action that you right. created for them to do right there, and they don't have to necessarily inflect it in a certain way. It's kind of like, right now, you want to get in that door. Exactly. That's all you have to act. You don't have to act about how your grandmother abused you. Right. You just act, I want to be in that door. That's what the shot is. Go. Exactly. Um, and they said that you know, his, his, his take on it is, you know, the, the more you can break it down to these very, very, very precise bite size, this is what the shot is, this is the idea that we're conveying, and this is what the actor's intent is in this moment that we're capturing on film, that's, that's the purest and cleanest well, form of which is, filmmaking. Which is a very Meisner way of approach, which uh, David Mamet studied under Sanford yeah, Meisner clearly be- he would have before he got kicked out yes. uh, of yeah. the class. But <laughs> Ma- yeah, Mamet, Mamet was very – when I read uh, – Mamet is very heavily inspired when by I read, Meisner. When I read uh, On Directing, he was very big on uninflected. That was yeah. a word he used yeah. a lot. Yeah, uninflected. And, and it was – it's interesting because you read that and you're like, that doesn't sound like it will work. And then, But you but, have to see Mamet's stuff. Yeah. And then once you see it, you're like, I understand yeah. what you're saying. You probably, right. I you, totally get that You probably now. couldn't make – Transformers, the way <laughs> Mamet wants you to make movies, but right. but Mamet isn't talking about making Transformers. He's talking right. about making. The I would kind of love he's to made. see Mamet try to make a movie. Like <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? You never that know. That something. might be spectacular. You that, might that, come up with something it's amazing. It's exactly the kind of. It's thing. like well, you know, Chris Nolan making Batman is kind of like well, who knew that would work out yeah. so well? You know? it, it's definitely the kind of thing. I mean, when they were talking about um, when they were talking about the new Spider Man, now that they've decided to reboot Spider Man, mm-hmm. um, they it was like oh, who sh- you know the. Uh, just a thing on the internet, like a thought thing, like who should direct Spider-Man? I'm like the last person you imagine. Yeah. That's the guy who should direct Spider-Man. Yeah. Well, that's what they did with Sam Raimi. <laughs> well, yeah. 
Although, well, although fair, sometimes yeah. you get Ang Lee's Hulk out of it. You yeah, know, and, sometimes. And, but but again, you know, I, I'm like, I would rather see someone have such a spectacular failure as that as just a mediocre one. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> take a big swing. That's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what the hell? It's not <laughs> yeah, like the advice our the advice our teachers are constantly telling us in acting classes: just get up there and take a big swing. It's yeah. not always going to work out, but yeah. that's all. You, that's all you really have control of. In the case of Spider Man, it's like it's not like you haven't already made a billion dollars off the franchise. Right. <laughs> Try something else. Go. Go for well, it. Well, we've talked to, and not to get too far from Transformers, yeah. but I think that's what basically was our conclusion behind Spider Man was that they didn't take a big swing in yeah. any direction. We got to get on to Spider Man too, but anyway, we do. Um. And Michael Bay takes his own. It was a typo. I love that. It's a typo. I it was a it. typo, and I ran with it. You see yeah. that? You yeah, actually, it was a typo, and I ran with you it. You actually see that occasionally with, a, well, with people my, on my, my handle on Fark is a typo that I can yeah. never I can never remember how to spell now. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like it's so it's what I wanted to say except for one letter's wrong, and I never remember what letter it was. <laughs> There's a puzzle for the people at home. Now you can go ahead and do it. One guy outed me on Fark because I, I mentioned something, and he immediately knew I was the Pink Five guy somehow. And I was, I was like, oh, my God. I got to get off the internet. It scares me. <laughs> I love the scary laughter moment. That's good. <laughs> so what do you kiss up aliens, huh? Yeah. John Turturro just showed up and said, so we don't care about what the fuck happens when actors e. are on screen, right? So I can just do anything? Let's go. Let's do it. No, but really, because like I said, everyone else is, although they're being kind of funny and smarming in a movie kind of acting, John Turturro just leaps over that shit and goes yeah. straight to hamming yeah. it up. He goes up. right to... I'm he goes just, straight to just being... Having a ball with the character. Point me to crazy. the scenery because I'm Sir, I am hungry. asking... <laughs> <laughs> I love his lines. Like, sir, I am asking politely. Yeah. Can yeah. I enter the premises, sir? John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo <laughs> is another... John Leguizamo and John Turturro are two of the guys that I immediately come to mind when it's like the last thing the last thing any director should ever say to either of those actors is, no, you go to go big with it. You know, because both those actors is like, dude, I need to take it down about ninety nine percent. Yeah, uh, they're all at least three Goldblums. Yeah. Oh, oh, easily. Oh, yeah. They, they, or they, at least two Watkins. They're 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 three Goldblums to the wind before they have their morning <laughs> before they have their morning coffee, and then it's up from there. So it's like both those guys. I mean, like that's that's to me that's the the least the and movie we probably should get to, and maybe I shouldn't be here for because I did not enjoy it. Um, although it might be perfect, is Moulin Rouge. Um, oh really? But, I love that movie. Uh, I do see, too. there you go. Well, it. you know, well, you are gay, so I mean, come on. But, I'm not gay. <laughs> yes, you are. No, if you enjoyed Moulin Rouge, that's it. Guess uh, what? You're gay. Yeah, that's, that's that was Joel Hodgson's appraisal. He said that he said, "Hey, have you seen Moulin Rouge yet? No, not yet. That movie will make you gay." <laughs> thing. And I saw it, and he was right. Um, just just for the duration of watching it, then I was then I was no longer gay at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. But the, but my point is, it, my God. I just wanted to like in Moulin Rouge. I just wanted to like reach to the screen and just slap the fuck out of everyone on screen. Like, would you just all calm the fuck down for two <laughs> seconds? And John Leguizamo was the worst of the bunch. I mean, I wanted to like, I don't, I know he made this movie a year and a half ago, but I want to go to wherever he is right now and go, dude, shut up, just take it down a notch, please. I so look, he's just, one of those guys, and so is Totoro. Just then, we got a bit of a of a scene of of how Shia can make something work because he he does the whole line, and this is the first time we've really seen it. And he's like, "I'd like to introduce you to my friend Optimus Prime." I'm like, "How many people could fucking play it as straight as that? Like, <laughs> yeah. how many people could pull that line he, off? He made it work, really. yeah. he made and it yet work. he made it work with just the right amount of like threat in it as well. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like that's really amazing." Oh, but we're coming up on my least favorite part of this movie. My least favorite the moment off the pants in this thing? movie. No. Shortly before <laughs> that, I think. There's there's just there's just a series of like 
unnecessary, like, undignifying of uh, the John Turturro character that oh, just... God. It's terrible, but well, no. This isn't the one where he gets pissed on, is Yes, it, oh, it is, is the and one. that's okay. what I'm talking about. All right, yeah. Megan, close your mouth, for God's sake. Just fully once. Just Yeah, seriously? Just feel what it feels like when your lips actually touch each those, other. Those two teeth right there, yeah. they don't need that much air. They got to come down. Yeah. We, gotta, we, we got a guy, we can take it down. We can make a 40-foot-tall robot, but we can't get her teeth <laughs> <laughs> to meet in the middle. That's really sad. We can put a man on the moon, but we can't cure Megan Fox. Oh. <laughs> Oh, look, hey, she almost did did it. it She was pushing, though. (laughs) (laughs) I think, in fact, that was a compositing thing going on. I think that was some some morphing. She was giving him the bitch face. Here Here it comes. Let me just pop my oil pan at you. He didn't have enough of it. Hey, look at me doing a comedy take where I don't turn to see what's happening. That's, yeah, that's not funny. Yeah. No. No. That's that's the kind of moment where, like, you, with the. Fios ad and stuff like that. You almost like I, res- I I almost respect Michael Bay, not necessarily as a filmmaker, but at least for knowing that he's kind of crappy. But then he does stuff like that, and I'm like, you're a frat boy. That's what you are. Yeah, you're a frat boy. Frat you have too much money, he's and a you frat need boy. to stop. Exactly. He, he absolutely is, and that's why it's so great. It's his best actual on-screen role ever. His first, first best one is the commercial. The second best one is in Mystery Men, where he literally plays a frat boy. Um, he was in that. Holy shit! We need to do that movie. Have you, have you, you remember? He's exactly he's the frat boy. He's the guy who's like you know Mystery Men, which I think is an underrated movie. Myself. Oh, I love that movie. He's the guy who goes, "Can we take our brewskis?" <laughs> that's, my, that's Michael Bay. Nice. I, I didn't know that when they have nice. when they have him. He literally is the leader of the frat boy. That gang. is fantastic. Yeah. dude, can we take the brewskis? <laughs> which is why you know again, and, and this it is a I, I think it's an example of of who the person is because you know director a director you know whatever Orchie and and Kurtzman may have written you know the director at the end goes well what if we were to add this you know there's there's room to maneuver there and what people, if that explodes yeah but what if, <laughs> what if he got peed on you know maybe that was in the script maybe it wasn't but um, what if he talked all black dialect and stuff um, you know who knows but <laughs> that uh, really happened but but you know it it tends to be a feature of his kind of movies so it probably does reflect something of his sensibility just as you know. I, when I when I look at True Lies, um, which I enjoy, you know, on a certain level, but um, it's for me, it's one of Cameron's. It's probably Cameron's least successful film because I think he meant it to be a comedy, and and all it is is people being cruel to each other, <laughs> and and but but that's. But, I think it's funny, but well, maybe see, but, I'm but, sick. but the thing is, that's what, I, I think that's True what, Lies th- is funny. That's as what well. Jim thinks is funny is people being cruel to each other. <laughs> Jim, that's what he does for fun is be cruel to people. He enjoys <laughs> he enjoys being cruel and mean and cutting and vicious to you, and he finds that amusing. So <laughs> he thinks True Lies is a comedy. When you know Arnold Schwarzenegger makes Bill Paxton wet himself from fear, that's hilarious <laughs> to Jim. So. When a guy humiliates his wife by making her do a pole dance, thinking she's going to have to be a prostitute, that's hilarious to Jim Cameron. <laughs> so, you know, they're making what they think is a comedy. And I think when Michael Bay makes a robot pee on a guy, he thinks that's funny. You know, I don't think he's doing it out of malice. I think he oh, no, thinks no, no, that's no. the music. No, no, I'm I'm 100% in agreement with you. I don't think he's doing that because he's, like, trying to insult like yeah. fucking incontinent robots or whatever. But yeah, no, he finds, I, he finds he that. He thinks that's funny, and I just... He and six-year-olds think that's great. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just depressed that a, a professional director who gets hundreds of millions of dollars thinks that shit is funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's all. Either that. I mean, of course, you know, we may, we maybe maybe we're not giving Michael, you know, enough of a benefit of the doubt. It's like maybe maybe he's one because I've worked with directors like this who know better. Okay, there is a less than successful. Not shot. yeah, I'll not, not their best. Um, you know that uh, I've worked with directors who who they do know better, but 
the studio says, well, you know, we need something for the six-year-old demographic here. <laughs> you know, I, literally. Fair enough. No. And, and, yeah. you know, and they don't, like, stand up and go, my art! You're ruining my art! They go, you're paying me millions, whatever! How much, you know, <laughs> you, know you betcha! How, how much pee do you need? Yeah, how much pee? See, John, Totoro, get to the set. I've got a genius idea that will pay you to show up and be in. Um, you know, there's a certain point where... You know. Well, it's like uh, when we did Orgasmo. You, you, yeah, uh, you just have to accept that. Uh, he was talking about the other guy wouldn't get, didn't want to do the bit where he got smacked in the face <laughs> yeah. with a dildo. He's oh, like, I'll uh, do it. Yeah, uh, totally. Uh, okay, because, because otherwise it would have compromised your artistic integrity here in this movie called Orgasmo. That's the thing about Hollywood. There's always somebody willing to do it. Yeah. If you're not willing to do it, somebody nearby somebody is. Somebody will do it. Well, that's the good side. The, the bad side is there's always someone willing to take it way too seriously. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. Although sometimes I would argue that pro- sometimes the problem is there's somebody who thought about thought it up in the first place. It's like, okay, why does anyone have to do that? I mean, for heaven's sake. Can we I do think, something yeah, that isn't that? Just looking at this scene, like kind of the, the way Shy is playing, because we were talking about why he makes it work. It's like, I think it is an imagination thing. Like he's just able to... To buy it, yeah, he's, yeah. Just, he's yeah. just able to to be like, there's a giant robot over there, and I'm going and I'm trying to save it. Like he's not bad, and everyone thinks he's bad, and I'm, I'm trying to communicate yeah. that, and he and he just goes for it. Whereas I don't think Megan's quite on board. Yeah. No, no, I'm not sure Megan knows that Shy is real. Yeah. <laughs> when you get right down to it, acting is the the Meisner definition of acting is living truthfully under imaginary circumstances. Right. And when you get right down to it, there is no difference between acting. Like this in a hundred million dollar blockbuster, and being six years old and pretending. Absolutely, there is no, absolutely. zero zero difference. And every technique in the world, all of all the acting technique in the world is simply designed to get grown adults that have right. built these. Stop acting like a grown up. Exactly. That's, yeah. That's exactly. exactly. That's all every acting technique is. <laughs> yeah. But what if, if I, what certain, if I look funny? What will how will people yeah. judge me? But what if you I know, look yeah. stupid? What will people think of me? Yeah. And all acting around. technique is designed to get you to stop thinking that way and go right. back to being six years old. Which which I gotta say I'm I'm particularly um, it, I think it's especially because of how successful visual effects are now and and how much because because I think for a long time people were like I'm going to look stupid if this doesn't work you know and yeah. they were kind of hedging their bets a lot but now they look at yeah. it and they know that it's going to work there's so a, I think there's a track record yeah I yeah. think I think people are willing to put their faith in effects more which is why effects performances are improving a oh, lot lately overall. because because they kind of just look at they, they're in that kind of movie, and they they're like to the experts. Yeah, they're like, they're like, okay, outside the what's outside the green screen? It's a fucking whatever. Okay, I know that that's going to look fine, so it's on me to make that work. Right, and then they do it. I guess know? that's another thing that Trey could talk about without actually knowing much about the movie and just kind of watching it with subtitles on. <laughs> okay. how, how are the effects working for you? I was just gonna say, like that shot of uh, we just had a shot of uh, I guess it was Optimus picking up the sun, picking up the glasses and looking at them. I mean, it's freaking flawless. I mean, you know, there's nothing there's nothing wrong. It's like uh, other movies we talked about recently where we go, oh, that's not a great shot. Well, considering you're looking at a movie where virtually everything is an effect shot, once once every 45 minutes you go, oh, that one not so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that had a little thing yeah, wrong with I, it. Yeah, I can kind of tell that was an effect shot. That was not so good. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> this movie sucked. One out of 4,000 shots. That's like something of, I would have done. Yeah. I, I, was, I could do that. better than that. Oh, well, yeah. But do it over and over again. <laughs> yeah. 24 frames a second for two and a half hours. Um it's it's you know spectacular. Uh, it's it's uh, in fact I think as I recall um, 
I think I I, I, came, I think I came to for the credits of this and happened to notice <laughs> that, uh, uh, again, a guy I've referenced before, a guy, my buddy Ziggy from Troopers, uh, who did the spider, worked on the spider for Wild Wild West, among other things. I think... I think he had. I think he was on the Transformers team, which makes perfect sense to me because he was always, you know, very good with hard body animations and and uh, you know complicated rigs and things like that. So I, I believe he's in the credits of this. Um, Michael Bay just he he just steals actors from the West Wing for all of his government. <laughs> he totally roles. was. This guy's the head of the Secret the, Service. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Oh, President. and here we actually. Uh, he's gonna hit. He's gonna hit Doctor Manhattan. He he. Well, he talks about what we see in the trailer with the. Oh. Okay. okay so ahead. it's Beagle too, which. Eagle 2 was not a rover, but the, in the trailer it was... Oh, okay, I guess we see it. Yeah, this is... Oh, they actually used this in the movie. I totally forgot. <laughs> see, <laughs> even I you guys don't remember what happens. No, in I thought this was just kind of a throwaway teaser thing that I forgot about. Hold on. Okay, so yeah, that's... Yeah, people, people that's... made a thing. They were like, oh my god, it's Optimus' helmet. Why would he destroy the rover? I'm like, shut up. No, it's not. Stop it. But... It, and it's not because it doesn't have the things on the side of his head. But anyway, so we went to jail. Anyway. Like at first in that story, you're making fun of them, but you disqualified yourself in a way that makes it seem like you know more than <laughs> they did. No, shut up! You don't even. You're being shut annoying. Up. You don't even know how his helmet is. Okay, it's like, shut up! You're being Stop annoying. It. Well, you guys also, are missing the most important parts. The Beagle Two was not a JPL probe. Yeah, it was a, it was a British. What's JPL? Jet Propulsion Laboratory over here in Pasadena. So what's Cuba? Self-contained underwater, underwater breathing, breathing apparatus. apparatus. What's laser? Light amplification through stimulated emission of radiation. Stimulated? Stimulated. Not simulate. They're not simulating the emission of radiation. That's true. Stimulated emission. I mean, they could. It's science. Radar? Range amplification and detection. Radio detection and ranging. Radio detection and ranging. Yeah. They fudge the radar. They fudge the ray. Yeah. Otherwise, it would be radar. Okay. Here's how we're going to end this conversation. Intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still shocked that that was real. Fuck you. That's what yeah. Patriot Act. Is Patriot also Act. Patriot Patriot Act is. No, no, but that's that's in there. We already listen did to our one. listen to our Team America commentary. USA Patriot Act. Yeah, fact, USA Patriot full, Act. The full uh, and that just sounds like someone's acronym. fucking with you. Yeah, yeah. I think I love, all, like, I love like, this bit. Like, it's very qu- it's very weren't. quiet and subtle, which is strange for, for yeah. Michael Bay. <laughs> what but, he, but this guy ate an entire plate of donuts, and the next time we see him, he's got Pepto next to him. That's funny. That's because you see, he's like you know. Well, the first the first two lines of dialogue were about baby farts in this movie right? right. I and mean, you know again it's like it's like the I don't know if the actors have recaptured their inner six year old but Michael Bay is all over it <laughs> Michael Bay knows exactly you know, I, where his inner six year old to be is. fair as as much as we uh, you know we can be watching it and like and, and again Transformers I don't necessarily have a problem with but like Transformers 2 or whatever but you watch it and you're like I bet these guys are having fun I bet that's fun as hell yeah. <laughs> he's sitting there doing what they're doing yeah Fun note for those that don't Should live on be. the west uh, west side of the United States, Hoover Dam, which is that dam, and you've seen it a million times, uh, is currently being it's it's a dam slash road. It's Route something. Uh, yeah, it's just outside of Las Vegas, and it's, it slows down. By the way, nothing like fifty foot robots in the most centrally visible part yeah. of Los Angeles. Yeah. They're they're hiding in plain literally sight. on yeah. top of a hill. Yeah, Every, no, everyone in everyone in the city can see them right now. Yeah, Griffith <laughs> Observatory is on a mountain up on the top of the. Like the wall of Hollywood. Yeah. To the right of the Hollywood sign. Yeah, they're, they're a mile away from the Hollywood sign. Same hill. Wait, is this thing. Griffith Observatory? Or yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they just the cut back. From, thing. Yeah, they cut back in from fact, the. You uh, probably see the Hollywood sign in the background here if you look for it. Uh, well, no, no, not never really. mind. It's got to be off to the side. Be, It'd be hard yeah. to see. That uh, Hoover Dam is now being. Uh, they're leaving the dam there, but they're moving a bridge over it so they can take the traffic off of the dam and put it onto a highway that goes over the. Hoover Dam's like 750 feet tall. Yeah. They have a dam that's 700 feet above that. 
or uh, a bridge. So it's this wow. unbelievably huge bridge. That's scary. Dude, it's amazing. Driving it's, across it's, Hoover it, Dam is cool, though. They don't want to do that anymore. Well, yeah. Well, no, but it's a it's a two lane road. And it really slows no, okay, everyone it's down. Because traffic, it's okay. a highway in the middle it of the does, desert. Does it just becomes up, Hoover yeah. Dam for one minute. And here it is. And there it is. It's a two lane road. They it's keep that road. cutting back and forth between stuff that's like made of sandstone. It's hard to yeah. tell that they're in two it's different like, places. Yes, they're in two different states. <laughs> there you go. There's your shot. See, and real for a change. Hey, that was a big, huge, sweeping vista of a real thing <laughs> that exists. By the way, my Tra- God, someone bought a crane. Yeah. Oh dear! Oh dear! How does that even make that now? Oh, oh, we set up the ending. I didn't even realize that we'd set it up. I thought it was just the kind of thing where it's like Megatron wants it, so give it to him. It'll kill him. But (laughs) how do we set up the ending? He just said, "If I unite the all spark with the spark in my chest, you know that that's how I'll get rid of it to make sure Megatron doesn't get it." And someone else is like, "That's suicide." So it's like. Okay, that'll kill you. And he's deciding to do it anyway. Character development. Because he's a hero. Dorkman. What? Screenwriting is easy. <laughs> <laughs> when when you're working for Michael Bay, it is. <laughs> yeah, because that made perfect sense. So he's got a thing in his chest, and if he does it, it'll explode. Yeah. That's as close to like a justification of the last 30 minutes of the movie. Well, exactly. It's like, it's like the worst thing that could happen is if this guy gets it. So at the end, we'll give it to him, and yeah. that'll kill him. And because it everyone. can. Otherwise, you know, that's so now you know. Now you're going to understand our ending when we yeah. finish blowing up but they stuff. But they set it up here an hour in advance, so... So you know it's okay. Yeah. So now we just got an hour of filler, and yeah. then then we'll pay off the story. Where did he get his little beret and all of that? Like he was in a suit. Germany. And he was yeah, doing the, the crazy yeah. thing. What the hell? He, he popped over to Germany for a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. President, I have to put you in the car. This, well, is, this is something we discuss. Immediately after this, he's going to have to step through the Stargate, so he has to be prepared. Plus, none of them want to pay taxes anymore. And then yeah. win a game show. No, no, no. That's that's John Voight's character that doesn't want to pay taxes anymore. <laughs> the rest of them are fine. Oh, I'm sorry. That's no, real John Voight. That's real I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I was going to say, Michael, 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 Bay Bay was just, Michael Bay was just stealing from his own work there. You know, yeah. he's just like the same thing. Like, oh, I'm going to make Bruce a deal Willis with the government. Shit. Oh, yeah. non-biological extraterrestrials. We got ourselves N- some N- NTIs N- up in here. So that, this that's is, not really NTI, but yeah, I'm just referencing this is, the abyss. Now this is where, I can spell. You know, <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of one of these, you are pretty drunk, Mike. Yeah, yeah. I am though. <laughs> one of those cases. One of those cases where you kind of go, yes, I've, I've, I've sort of kind of hung in all the time, and now I have a quibble about something totally arbitrary and stupid. It's like, <laughs> it's like how this is not how you keep something frozen by having it in a giant room. <laughs> you put it into a small box and keep the box cold. It's like, I oh, know, let's keep it in a huge room that we have to keep frozen all the time since the Hoover administration. So Megatron's been here for thousands of years, he thinks. Uh, again, again, Chaya managing to pull off the name Megatron with a straight face. You've got to respect that, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, without any kind of like smile or anything, yeah. it's just like that's Megatron. That's it's what just, they call him. It's just a matter of believing it. Yep. It's what's great is that, that there are very few whackball conspiracy theories that center around Hoover Dam. So it's <laughs> nice they came up with one. Yeah, yeah, it's nice comparatively. Yeah. So Hoover, yeah, uh, Hoover time Cube. <laughs> <laughs> all time, all being, all dimensional spark. Yeah. This reminds me of one of my other favorite bullshit science scenes in the last fifteen years, which is an Independence Day. Oh dear. Mm. Mr. Has President has a few. That's not. Oh, we should do entirely, entirely accurate. <laughs> and Jeff Goldman's like, what? Which, which, which part? Which part? <laughs> which part of that bullshit was not accurate? Yeah. So yeah, it just seems like you know, if this is a giant deadly robot that we have to keep frozen. This is six characters talking scene, and yet there's sparks and flares. Yeah. 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 
It's like we, we, yeah. it's like they're welding something like 30, uh, 90 years later. Yeah, they, 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 yeah, like they're still. It, yeah. it has this feel like and they're again, still building the chamber. Yeah, and yeah. they're welding something around the thing that they must keep frozen at all costs. Yeah. <laughs> again, I just don't get the logic of what they've been trying to achieve. Now, here. I, I do like I do like what's coming here, and and what kind of happens from there. It's basically the idea that as soon as life. As soon as something comes to life and becomes sentient, it is essentially insane and wants to destroy everything. Like I'm like that is bizarrely social commentary wow. for this movie. <laughs> that That's interesting. But but I mean they talked about it just a few minutes ago with Megatron. I mean they were saying they're a primitive and violent race. It's like were we so different? It's like no, you probably weren't. You probably learned to be better than that. And just like humans did. And it's like that's really interesting and heady shit for fucking Transformers. For Michael Bay. <laughs> and by, by Michael Bay. Exactly. And at the same time at the same time, the the backstory makes no sense whatsoever. Right. Well, President Hoover built this around it to hide the energy source. Right. Well, uh, yeah. Right. Well, again, I mean, hide the energy source from what? Number one. Yeah. I mean, no, you know. no, but dude, he did. But number two, I mean, there's the whole thing That's a where nice tank. the whole one of the okay. And here's the interesting thing about this movie is it's got like three or four MacGuffins. Like it just kind of hands off like a baton in a, in a relay race because it was the glasses, but now it's going to become the AllSpark. Right. It and becomes the, the cube. The, the thing about the the glasses was it's a map to the AllSpark, but if Megatron landed a thousand years ago and then they moved the AllSpark to the Hoover Dam, like how did he know that it was – and it'll break your brain if you try to make sense <laughs> of this shit. <laughs> It's just fridge logic moments. Although after to be fair, logic. okay, they 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 put, built the Hoover Dam around the AllSpark. But if he was frozen in the North Pole the instant he got there, how did he know where the anyway? Yeah. <laughs> and why would yeah. they not keep him up in the in the North Pole? Right. And how does he speak English yeah. when he fucking wakes this up? This is he kind of a cool. This is kind of cool. So much easier. Basically, Trey, they've taken the, the thing that we, we make jokes about. So now they just become whatever the fuck. By they, the way, they, this they, would they, be an iPhone that, a year they, later. They've but. taken that joke and made a whole thing out of it. They're like, no, you literally just put this signal into any piece of electronics and it becomes a thing, which is bullshit. But the cool way they illustrate it is, we'll put a phone in this radiation box, yeah. and the phone just goes and it comes fucking ape shit and, and becomes a thing. Yeah. Here it goes. But that's what I'm saying. As soon as you bring something to life, it's insane and wants to kill you. Yeah. Because like, machines are evil. Because they have oh my no God, soul. They do call it a radiation box. Well, no, I don't yeah. even think that's it. I think it's just the idea is that, uh, you know, when you come to life, you're crazy. And you have to be taught <laughs> not to be crazy, yeah. basically. You're unformed. Wait, yeah. Which is how humans work, at least. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Precisely. That's that's what I was saying. I right, was like, right. I'm surprised they thought of some, they put something that smart in here. They didn't do much with it, but it's a cool idea. My phone is pissed. He's got a little missile. <laughs> he's, why does he have a missile launcher? <laughs> why? <laughs> and bullets. He's like pee, he's like peeing bullets at us and breakdancing. So wow, I'm surprised they didn't show him dying. They just cut to yeah. dead thing. Like that's surprisingly restrained for yeah. <laughs> Michael Bay. A transforming F22 is my favorite thing of all time. <laughs> well, there you go. And there a nice it is. little transformation they just did there. Too. I was yeah. so pissed when the toys came out and all the toys from the first movie, they all looked credibly in their transform mode like what they were supposed to be. This guy just drops his sandwich and runs for the hills. My yeah. thought is, if the world is ending, I'm taking my sandwich. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I might want that sandwich later, man. Every like Optimus Prime looked good as a truck. Yeah, Bumblebee looked good as a car. Fucking Starscream looked nothing like an F-22. I was so upset. Aww. It was the one toy I wanted. How were all those girls you were dating at that point? What? what? <laughs> oh, I see the point you're making. <laughs> That's what I thought you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is what I thought you said? Uh, I see what you did there. 
They're popping our generators. What? It's a euphemism. <laughs> it's a, it's a euphemism of some kind. It must be. Yeah. This actually appears to be the route that connects to the Hoover Dam. So you're on the highway going 80 miles an hour. You've been there for five hours. You're bored as shit. You just came through Utah and I'm in Nevada. And all of a sudden, like, the world comes this grinding traffic jam. Stop. And, I, and I'm like, what? Is there, a, did, is there a hole in the planet right here or something? Why is the traffic stopped? And I come around a corner and all of a sudden... Oh, this is Hoover Dam. Here it is. I found it. Yeah. Yeah. I got to say, it it is interesting in movies like this, and there are some other ones. We should do Book of Eli, by the way, which uh, I didn't like. But um, And that's why. But, uh, you <laughs> know, it's, it it's an interesting thing where it's like stuff like that. Whenever you've got a, a scene with cars, it's yeah. like there's never a traffic jam. Nope. How ever. interesting. <laughs> and it's always in New York or L.A. I'm pretty <laughs> sure there are cars there. Back in, the, it's back, weird. back in the day, we used to call this a phenomenon that uh, – you don't see so much on television just because storytelling has gotten so amped up and faster. Um, but in the like, you know, seventies cop shows and all those kind of hour long dramas, you know, the, what the what the some people now refer to as shoe leather scenes, where you know, just it just, yeah. just yeah, where yeah, you yeah. Just, where you fill time, where it's like literally like, well, we better get over there and question them, and then like, there's a shot of you know them in the car, and then there's a shot of them parking the car, and they get out of the car and they walk up the steps and they walk across right, the, the office and they scenes, go yeah. out of the and and you don't see those kind of scenes anymore, just because now they literally cut from the they literally cut from to the house, yeah, they, yeah, they cut exactly. to the middle of the scene where they're questioning, yeah, the guy. because storytelling pace has gotten you know so much more picked up, and also hey, it saves you time. But uh, back in the day when that used to be the norm. Um, me and my friends uh, in my part of the world, we called it, uh, oh, look, you totally Kojak that one because it seemed like every time Kojak had to go somewhere, there was always a parking space right out front. <laughs> you know, it's like no, no other parking spaces, but he would pull up. You know, there's always the parking space right in front of where he wanted to be. Uh, and it's just a storytelling thing. So, uh, so, yeah, it just so happens there just never seems to be traffic in Manhattan unless the story requires there to be traffic in Manhattan, at which point it's the craziest traffic. You ever which, is, which is the law of conservation of East Hill. Is You're yeah. not going to have somebody get caught in a traffic jam unless it's a plot point. Well, it's just yeah. random extraneous crap. Yeah. Same but, reason why people never never have a cold that doesn't affect the story. Sure. Nobody's just yeah. sick just because people get sick. You know, why 24 is and kind you of know like what? A, it's like, it doesn't matter that you can't get from Mulholland Drive to you know the Hollywood sign in six and a half minutes. It's like, we just, he, he just does, okay? He just does. And right? you know what? Jack Bauer never poops. Yeah. <laughs> that's still the, I, I thought by now, it's like, not that I don't watch the show, so I thought by now they probably would have addressed that. They would have actually made a joke of referencing that. I don't know about, if they have, actually. The, I haven't the, watched it since Jack Bauer has been constipated for over a week. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, like, like the first episode should be like 90 minutes of everyone waiting outside the men's room and him, <laughs> and him just going, well, I really had to go. <laughs> wow, I had no idea. It took me a long, long time. Yeah, so so here's where Michael Bay is being like, I don't want to do any mass shifting. Goes right out the fucking window. Except for this thing. Now, which, what is mass shifting? What is the concept of okay, the mass con- shifting well, the, the, in the, effects? The, the term of mass shifting, um, at least as it applies to Transformers, is the idea that you can you can fit – like in – a just fixed ridic- amount of matter, right? You can f- you can fit just a the, the something the size of the AllSpark into something the size of a laptop, you know, and it, it, you, it can just unfold and it's fine. And also, you don't have to somehow like it folds in on itself into like an alternate dimension or something, so that like you don't have to worry about the atoms repulsing each other. Number one, and number two, the weight, you, the weight, the density change. The, yeah. That's yeah, there's a, there's work. somehow a density change because fucking Shia is it runs with it under one arm for a while <laughs> yeah. later today, and I'm like that thing's it, the size of like field the cube. Washington Monument there, and he's just running around with it underneath his arm. Yeah. It's like okay, I remember when I went to the Washington Monument, they're like if we took out all of the the space 
between the atoms, it'd be like the size of a pencil, but it yeah, still weighs as much. It still weighs as much. <laughs> so it's like, that's the problem. It's like, okay, the mass shifting, the size, I can give you as that, much but as it I, still weighs as uh, much. As or, much as I love the uh, David Quaid or Dennis Quaid movie, Interspace. The problem is, guess what? You shrink a human, he's not losing atoms. Yeah, that guy still weighs 180 pounds, and he's in your vein. And, uh, and, and now he's the size of a needle, which is just going to fall through your body. Fantastic Voyage, which for its day is not too crazy. You know, their piece of magic, of it's, course, is that they can shrink people to begin with. But Fantastic Voyage, the movie, uh, the classic 60s movie. Can I just say, I'm going to try and concentrate on, on declaring my name every time I wake up from now on. <laughs> I am Dorkman. I am Megatron. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, good morning. How would you like some want some orange juice? Yeah. Um, Fantastic Voyage has a. If you haven't seen that movie, check it out. But spoiler at the end, you know they they go into a guy's uh, brain in a, in a miniature submarine to try and fix a blood clot, and then at the end they come out, but they don't bring the submarine. Yeah. So you know they they left the submarine in the guy, and then of course the whole point is like after an hour we're going to expand again, and they just kind of conveniently ignore the fact that. Well, you left the sub right. in the guy. I remember. I remember reading a thing about it where it's like, and and Asimov was Asimov. He, the, he Asimov, wrote the novel. Asimov, Asimov in the novel and he was refused like, to leave me. it like that. Asimov in the novel got the sub out. Yeah, he yeah. was like, excuse he, me. He would not leave that sub in there, even though that's what the script was. Yeah. Apparently, that's a big deal when he says you fail me yet again. Like he and Starscream have a thing. I don't. Yeah, because in the cartoon, it was it was that really <laughs> awful. Like the sidekick Brian? fucks up every right. week. Brian? Yeah. Let's not talk about Transformers and go back to the whole girls you dated at the time. <laughs> well, Hush. Was, we're was, watching a movie. This wait. movie is not called Girls Brian Dated. Seriously, okay? that's a whole other piece of magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only one piece of magic. That's do- it's double hocus pocus for sure. <laughs> I just like how you gr- you didn't like catch the ball and kind of run with it. You grabbed the ball and yeah. sprinted away. That was great. <laughs> no, actually in the show, Starscream and... Just, no, it's true. Wow. No, if, you, if you go on uh, TVTropes.org, it's yeah. whatever whatever the, that I'm sure there is, is a trope about the fucking like incompetent the, sidekick. Exactly, yeah. oh, sure. that, that's Absolutely. that's what it is. Starscream was it was exactly it was exactly the same way with the uh, the the original Superman movies, which we should talk well, about. Admonita. It's like why is Luthor with these people? Yeah, fucking yeah. a. Can't yeah. he get good help? <laughs> You're really you rich. Hire better help, time, Admonita. Yeah. yeah, you failed me for the last. Exactly. How many fucking Captain villains Nita. say you failed me for the last time? No, they haven't because you're going to have them try again. <laughs> Don't even give me that shit. <laughs> it was Captain Nita, by the way. Yeah, yeah that's true. Good and point. apology accepted, Captain Nita. Which is, I think, the greatest line in Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Quite frankly, yeah. that is a beautiful moment. Yeah. <laughs> well, what did he just jump down off of? By the way, and he had the like box. this jump down and like, ha, look. And I'm like, <laughs> what was he standing on just <laughs> then that he jumped down from? Something to jump an apple down box. From. Yeah, all right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I guess John Boy. They're not taking my guns. <laughs> Liberal bastards in Second Amendment. <laughs> Right to bear arms, you know the why? Because someday the giant robots are going to come to life. <laughs> Didn't you someday see? It? We're going to have Mountain Dew, and our black president isn't going to stop them. Yeah, He's going right. to surrender. My daughter married Billy Bob Thornton. You'd be a f- crazy person too. <laughs> Jeez, there's your throwing stars. Yeah, but I do like the idea of a defense secretary that can actually bust out the shotgun. Yeah, yeah. well, that's talk about that. That he's the right man for the job. Yeah. 
I, I, I got to say that's that's true. Anyone anyone who anyone in charge who can do the job, like the last job I was working on, which I'm still not allowed to talk about on the podcast, but the last job I was working on, it was so busy that like the people in charge, like the the person who was who was doing the invoices and stuff, like writing the checks, was in there on After Effects doing nice. shots. Like it was nice. so busy, and I was like, wow, I have so much respect for this company right now. That's awesome. That's cool. <laughs> I forget a company where the receptionist isn't like an award-winning matte painter. Nice. <laughs> I love the shot coming up. This is the this, shot where yep. the, the, the ski, the roller skating shot. Yep, the roller skating shot is fantastic. It's it's incredibly well done. Just just because like the reflections, the long, the long lens it. and everything. Yeah. Here we go, and of course, uh, of course, those those big crazy like crane Here around and shot. underneath shots. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, but, but but we get some cool slow mo no, stuff there, too. No. But this is another one. There Here is, we go. One. Yeah, beautiful shot, fantastic. And and that's Smash. another. That's how buses break, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> clean in half. Oh, look at that shot. Here we that's go. Beautiful. Slow motion. That's that is gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. That is just a perfect shot. And and this is one of the shot. One that's of the an little sequences that I was talking about. Yeah, I, I've actually driven by that place and was like, this is a good place to have something happen on yeah. the freeway, like a fight scene or whatever. Because it's like the interchange from hell. Yeah, there's like. It really is. Like I, every time I pass one of these, I hope to God I'm not on top of that, yeah. the top one when an earthquake hits. Yeah. When, that's that's my thought. Every Roland time Emmerich one, decides to make a movie. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. these, these I, are the I, things I, that always way. come down. And, I don't want to be anywhere near that interchange when the big one yeah. comes. And, of course, no. I mean, the, these scenes are, are dip, they're easier to watch on, on a TV screen like this, like I, I referenced at the very beginning of this commentary. But, yeah. I mean, they put them up close to the camera. Um you know, in they they mention it in the commentary and in the sin effects, they put them so close to the camera that you can't really see what's happening, and it's kind of obnoxious. Right. But at the same time, they actually did that because Michael Bay is like, I want it to seem really fast and really kinetic, and if you're an- if you animate it properly, which I want you to do. <laughs> But we put them at like a distance from the camera. It looks slow because they're big. So we want it. We want even the slow motions to you know cross the all frame. the way across the frame, and it yeah. feels fast. So that's why it's in your face. Like Which is that. why I really didn't care for Armageddon in theater, yeah. but I've come to love it on video because Michael Bay stuff really shouldn't be seen in a theater. <laughs> It'll hurt you in a theater. It's cut too fast, and everything is too close to the camera. His stuff works on television. His stuff works so much better on television. He probably well, I guess there's that. There's the uh, you know he's got the little monitor. He's working off he's like yeah great there's a great yeah. Yeah. but then when it's like 40 times the size of your head and then or more my those head's not the, that big those are f-16s <laughs> those are f-16s by the way but these are f-22s f-22s which have now been canceled oh no more f-22s well, the, the ones that are flying now but they won't be making any more <laughs> yeah, just like like in midair they were just like, <laughs> stop canceled <laughs> <laughs> uh, Angel 7, we just got word that the F-22 program is canceled. Oh, kill yourself. <laughs> it just exploded. It can air. crash vertically. Yeah. <laughs> Cut to Obama, just flips up on a switch and throws, turns a key. Boom! They're gone. They're all gone. Now my master plan is complete. Okay, so we're, we're in a city. Talk about not supporting the We're troops. in a city and all the, all the cars are here. Why so. have we come into the city? That's my question. They were just at the Hoover yeah. Dam. At the Hoover the, Dam. The desert was the other you, way. You couldn't be farther Actually, from This is Los Angeles, whatsoever. and the Hoover Dam is 20 minutes this side of Las Vegas. You just came yeah. from They just Qatar. came four and a half hours. Cutter. Well, well to, really? Cutter. Cutter? Fine. Yeah. You just came from there. You were used to landing helicopters in the desert. Yeah. Do it there, not on the top of a building in the middle of the city. No, I mean... This this is kind of like one of the the city things because they filmed half of this in L.A. and half of this on like the Universal backlot and half of it in yeah. New York. So it's like not supposed to be a recognizable city. Huh? Shut <laughs> up. Um, 
But uh, well, there's the Michael Bay film. You want me to do math in a Michael Bay film? I didn't <laughs> think so. Um, but uh, yeah, they they've. It's it's clearly L.A. if you live in L.A. and you can tell when it switches. Well, they're to a right outside the Orpheum Theater yeah. for God's yeah. sakes. Well, and they've been to Griffith Observatory. Yeah, yeah. But oh, yeah, is, Mike, is Megan Fox dead? Close. So we don't have to. Uh, no, no, she's not dead. No, no. But it's not as bad as the second one where he goes to Robot Heaven. But anyway, that's oh, the second one. I oh forgot about God. Robot Heaven. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Holy shit. Robot Evan. I forgot about that. That's a Futurama episode. We'll get there. It's a whole Futurama episode. No, no, he goes to he goes to Robot Hell, as I recall. I think they reference Robot Heaven. Probably. It's a pretty shot. Yeah. You know, which is which is just you know like an oxygen redundancy. Yeah, it's like oh, how about that? Is Michael Bay film? There's a really good shot in this. You know, ILM created the Michael Bay extravaganza with a two hundred million dollar budget. Good job. You know what? I'm I'm because no one ever does. I'm gonna I'm gonna give a shout out to the Roto team on this film because yeah, because yeah. well done, man. Yeah, very good. I don't know what that is, but it's all good. You know, so sure so as I somewhere. as I referenced way back in the beginning, right about here, not that I remember anything that we've seen in this movie. Like I said, <laughs> it's like from this it, point it on, really does. It from this point on, I, you know, I'm, it's it's a new movie to me because this is this was definitely the point where I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, just just end this, would you? Know, it's just one of those things where it's like it's like it was like being in a plane with turbulence and just just land, land anywhere. I don't <laughs> care where we land. Just get this thing out of the air. I want this ride to be over. Um, you know, and then so I just proceed to sit there and and think about my, uh, my see now it's universal. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you can tell. that's obviously yeah. universal. Then I just proceed. But, to but sit again, and think about Chai is one of the few few actors who can pull it off where he's like he just cries his eyes out in every movie, and I'm like I, that makes me like him more. Bumblebee. Oh, it is. Yeah. Optimus. <laughs> no, 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 shit, 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 shit. And then Megan Fox, who who might. Maybe be an actress, although we just haven't seen the evidence one way or the other yet. Yeah. Did anyone see Jennifer's body? I was about to ask that exact I, same question. No, well, that was the problem, is of course, that no one saw right. Jennifer's body. I th- well, I, 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 and I wanted to find out. I, I kind of yeah, want to so see Jennifer's I. body. I'm like, I'm like, okay, so, so I want to see it. So I don't want to know what it. I mean. Right. So, are, so are we done thinking Diablo Cody is brilliant or not? Is yeah. that, is that what, true? What, what Jennifer's body taught us was like, boy, talk about how, you know, hype can come and go like at the blink of an eye. Right. It like, it's Diablo Cody's next movie and it stars Megan Fox from Transformers and it's been hyped. I love, I love this months. random shot of this chick. Like, yeah. no! Yeah. <laughs> she has, she's officially just cracked. Yeah. She's going to be in a mental institution. Yeah, she's can you imagine that actress that out demo reel? for a while? Yeah. Yeah. She's got all these like, Scenes from her acting class and yeah. this thing from the office, and then, and then this epic shot. Yeah and, <laughs> yeah, and here's a shot where I sat on concrete with my mouth open for an hour and a half while they tracked a camera past me. Um, it was awesome, but uh, the the yeah Jennifer's body was like you know it's like just it was just going to be the biggest thing of all time, and then it just came and went, and you know in a day <laughs> it was like whoops wow, and then no one spoke of it ever again <laughs> as if it didn't even exist. It did have a good line at least from the trailer that I liked where. Amanda Seyfried is trying to convince somebody else that uh, Megan Fox is evil. And he goes, she's evil. I know. She's like cheerleader or whatever it is. No, no, no. Not high school evil. Evil, like, evil, evil. 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 <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, I'm, I'm sure it was chock full of those you know, great Di- Diablo Cody lines. But you know, maybe there's more to movie and storytelling. They knew it was Megatron. I like that. They're like, oh, no. It's Megatron, which we totally knew. And that's why we came to the city in the first place. Run. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay. Wait, what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Run that by me again. Get our guys out of the way. Now there's cars ro- roaming all over the place. You, you. I almost feel like the army guy should be like, "Are you a robot?" No, no. Yeah. Okay, go <laughs> sure. How about you? Okay, fuck. They're questioning each car. <laughs> yeah. Stop. Sorry. Hold right there. 
Okay. Now there's a hell of a so Turing I have a test. Question. <laughs> I, I, I hate to. I hate Are to you a killer robot? I hate to interrupt the tone, but I have a question. Oh, and now, and now, of course, the 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 one that speaks ebonics wow. gets ripped in half. What the hell is that? The they, token black robot. Yeah. yeah. I don't understand. That Who learned it from the internet somehow? Why is that? I don't so understand than the if this would be considered a bad movie. Uh, I mean, it's obviously it's about giant fighting robots, so I can't say much about humanity and the importance of trends. But yeah. it could, though. I choose well, not to. But is this a bad movies. movie? Because I enjoy watching this movie, and I want to know if I'm just wrong. Well, like you said, well, it's a li- stupid movie. Yeah, like we said is. before, it's the kind of thing where it's like you look at it, and it's like I suppose you probably could throw some social commentary in here, and it wouldn't hurt the movie necessarily. But you didn't. It's and okay. Trey's description <laughs> as a circus is is very apt, and this it's entertainment. Yeah. Th- this movie is entertainment. It's, it's spect- good entertainment. It's spectacle. Well, it's spectacle. But it's not. At, but it's not art. It's not a bad movie. And it's not. It's okay. Not every movie has well, to be art. Well, depends on your definition of a movie. I mean, if you it's expect a, a movie to be movie, a, a story, bad, not about a bad movie. People. Terrible film. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, fair, fair enough. enough. Yeah, yeah, you could go that way. And I think I think that goes to the distinction. But it's good entertainment. We don't say perfect film. We say perfect movie. Sure. It's. I think this is I think this is a weird perfect movie. No, there's way too much stuff that just does not logically make sense. <laughs> <laughs> One thing should follow from the next. Yeah. yeah. And no. But I but I think it's a kind of, you know... It's it's a per- whatever it is, it's perfect. It's a perfect something. I don't it's, know. It's, <laughs> it's a, a lot of refrigerator logic. Probably. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's the kind of thing where you watch it and you're like... Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> it's and like then the, you walk out and you're like, wait, wait, wait. It's but, like... The, bit, 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 bit. No, it's by like, the way, listeners at home, you missed yeah. the face that Mike just made, which <laughs> yeah, is classic. Okay. It's, it's like someone backed up a truck in front of Michael Bay and, and, <laughs> and, and, and a whole shitload of manure came out. And everyone went, oh, and they backed up from the stanchion. And Michael goes, no, no, hold on. I think I can do something with this. Yeah. And he got out like some sculpting tools and everyone <laughs> came back the next day and there was this amazing sandcastle and everyone yeah. says, wow, you, you turned that pile of shit into something almost worth looking at. Yeah. And yet it still smells funny. Well, exactly. And it's going to be gone by tomorrow because it'll just fall over under its own weight. Exactly. It's, it's kind of like, well, it's, it's very an cool. It's an lucid as, analogy. Well played, man. It's pulled, very, out, pulled that one right out of my It's very cool ass. as long as I don't sniff at it. Yeah, That's exactly. basically what it is. <laughs> it's, stay, exactly. Stay, stay up wind from it. It almost seems artistic. <laughs> Thank God this isn't smell-o-vision. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's, that's what this is. Michael Bay has, you know, taken a... a, a it's weird that he Goofball concept and a, and a big pile of shit, and I, and and turned it into something that you can kind of you know go. All right, I guess I, that was all I, right. I will say that even even as much as we've talked about Michael Bay being a six year old and shit like that, it's it's the kind of thing where you watch it and you go. I mean, I mean, compared to like compared to all the video game movies and stuff like that, you watch it and you're like. He basically treated this like a movie for grown-ups. He doesn't quite know how to be a grown-up. <laughs> yeah. But he he approached it like a movie for grown-ups. Yeah. You know, as opposed to just, oh, how, it's fucking... What do you, what, how do you mean? What other choices could he have made? Well, I mean, you look at any they... number of video... Like, people talk about video game movies don't work. And you look okay. at them, and so many of them... So this is a New York shop because the uh, street sign was green. Yeah. As opposed to blue. You look at you look at so many of these these those kinds of movies, and they, they're just kind of like... Well, it's a video game movie, and those are never very good. And, and we wanted it to be a ride. Anyway. So, and we want it to be a ride. Yeah, exactly. Ride. So, fuck it. We'll, we'll just throw something together. And this is very much the kind of thing where it's like, this is almost a real movie. <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's, <laughs> I think, it's that close. I think Michael Bay tries, yeah. and he believes that in what he's trying to do. Yeah. In terms of telling a story or being artistic or whatever, yeah, he just and doesn't I think know that's the difference. Why, yeah, he, the he, he genuinely doesn't know the difference, and I think that's why he would get so upset at Megan Fox for. Basically, calling it as it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I like these these couple of shots. Some of the shots with this guy Keep here. Keep up the illusion that we're, we're doing Wilshire, is good. Wilshire, clearly L.A. But 
Yeah, it's yeah. We do. We switch match them from Wilshire Boulevard to, to Wall Street to Wilshire signs. Boulevard. Yeah. Good call, man. I wouldn't. Yeah. I would not have caught well, that. Well, that's yeah. that's a giveaway. At least these days, you know, which is funny because like if they if they'd given enough of a damn to you know how, what, what's the easiest possible thing to have done? Oh, I love change the color of the signs or remove them. It's yeah. like we've got killer robots exploding the street, but we can't change the color. I, of the street I love sign. I love that shot because that's a very this is why Michael Bay made this movie film. You know, it, yeah. it, move. It's like the, he leaps up into the air and transforms and flies away. I'm like exactly. Exactly. That's, that's how you make this. That's movie. why this movie exists. <laughs> yeah. 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 See, all this stuff I know by now. I was just, it, when I first saw this movie, I was like, I'm, I'm over it. I'm not even looking at the screen anymore. I'm just like, all right, please get this over with. Now, what the hell? Now she's in a car with Pamela Anderson. All of a sudden, no, what no, she's, that's, that's she's a different else. one. But that's exactly my point. Where I'm like, what is the difference between Megan Fox? That, that and wasn't random- Megan Fox. That no. was some other girl. Yeah, that was- one of those other random interchangeable yes, things. Yes, exactly. It's like wow. what's what's the difference between Megan Fox and random day player thirty two? Yeah. you know, none, over there? nothing. Yeah, to the point. By where- the way, for that for that commercial that I worked on. It, one of the shots was of outside of a club scene. So there were extras that were you know club goers. The most amazing collection of beautiful women you have ever seen in your life were these l- small where, group of That's actors. where, as, as Michael Bay will be quick to point mm-hmm. out, that's where Megan Fox came from. He basically yeah. just plucked her out of that lineup and just threw her into I, a yeah. film. I you, you'll be in this movie. I, but first, watch my car. Yeah. And you know, is the punchline of that story is like the, it's the fact that she did it. Like, all right, yeah. <laughs> well, because like, if she didn't, there was at least you're not asking me to that bl- would. You're not asking me to blow you. I guess it's a step up. So fine. Yeah. Either I do or Shia will, so you know. <laughs> at least I'll get a part out of it. So this, 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 but that one, that Megan Fox is Megan Fox, yeah. wasn't it? Okay. Yes, she's driving. She's, a, she's more tan. Okay. She, she's more colored. She's driving. Than remember the, the teeth, Trey. The teeth. She's driving a truck of some kind. Yeah, yeah. She gets to wear lipstick, and the other one doesn't. Oh, okay, fair enough. And have some, even even when she's some nail polish. So what is Michael Bay inherently good at, Brian? What is Michael Bay? Geneticism? Yes. Is that a word? Yes. One at a time. It is time. now. One at a time. What is Michael Bay good at? What, what, what could he bring to a project if he wasn't already there? The the, the experience. Uh, he's good at he's good at conveying an experience and at creating tension. That tension does not have any direction within a larger story that has any ultimate payoff. But internal in, internally, a scene can work. Yes. Oh, yeah. At least a tense scene, not a comedic scene, because his sense of humor is shit. The tile. <laughs> but, yeah. I, I will say I, I I have to say um in in like to play Michael Bay's advocate here um <laughs> the 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 fact is there's there's a lot of people who make really like kinetic movies and to be fair to Michael Bay even though there's a lot of times where you're like I don't really care what's happening you can understand what's happening. It is actually very clear what's going on. Most of the he time. Do, most of the time. Transformers 2, not so much. Right. But yeah. most of the time he doesn't – he manages not to lose you despite the fact that it's really wild and kinetic. And I have to give him credit for that because there are so many people who it's just – they throw stuff out there and they're like, cut, 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 cut. And you're like, what is happening? Like yeah. how do any of these things follow from the other? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tweak the question for Trey. What, what is Michael Bay good for? <laughs> I don't know, he makes millions of dollars. I mean, Transformers would be a great example of what. <laughs> exactly. What's he good if for? If you're a studio head, yeah. Oh, he's, he's, if you're you in know, charge of Paramount, holy he, shit! He builds washing machines that sell consistently. Yeah, you know, and that's and that's great. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I agree with with what the other guy said. I mean, you know, like for me, actually, you know, overall as a movie experience, like I said, I, I think Bad Boys is you know a guilty pleasure that I just go, I just enjoyed that movie, and and you know, largely because it's the actors and and so on. But uh, you know, Red Smoke, we got Red Smoke, but it's it's crazy over the top, and you know, just like uh, just like all of the rest of his movies are. But uh, you know, I I have to say that the 
you know, the the segment of Pearl Harbor from when the attack starts to when the attack ends is about some of the best movie making I've ever seen anyone ever do. Um, it's wrapped in two hours of other stuff that is kind of a little more mixed bag. But I think the actual Pearl Harbor attack in Pearl Harbor is, uh, you know, singly probably the, the best thing that Michael Bay's ever done. Um, and it works. And it's, it's what Michael was talking about, how, you know, you can actually kind of understand this crazy, you know, attack and understand at least understand who's where and what's happening and and what's happening and what the what, how the battle is progressing. So, you know, he's he's extremely strong in that. He's a visual director, you know, and coming from commercials and and uh this is real. music videos, not green screen. Yeah. He's he's just got a couple wires on his hips and he's fucking hanging off the yeah. side of a building. Here. Coming from commercials and videos, you'd expect a guy to be visually oriented and uh you know, and he's he's good at that. And uh like I said, I I I I'd, I'd be interested to know, you know, does he think he's telling a story does he not care that he's not telling stories is he even interested in telling stories or is this something that old farts like me just have to you know get over it that the kids don't care to see stories anymore and they just want stuff to explode i you know that's that's something that even i being one of the kids feel like i look at that and i'm like Please don't be true, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. But but I feel like every time I mean we just did District Nine and, and other stuff. It's like every time someone you just actually get the ceiling of a building. Where'd the fire come from? His <laughs> yeah. hand. it's one of those exploding statues <laughs> that you heard so much about. Uh, every time someone makes a movie that's exciting like like this, and yet also tells a story that does really well. Like people are fine with t- you know it's the kind of thing where it satisfies both audiences there are there is an audience that is like i don't care as long as things explode and th- but there's another audience that's like things exploding just fine but if you can put a story on top of that i'm gonna like it even more so it's like right. you don't it, it's not a mutually exclusive thing where you can only please one or the other it's like if you the, the one that's harder to please if you please them you'll probably also please the ones who are easier to please the thing is they are not mutually exclusive you yeah. can have a good story in this and still have just as many things explode yeah and the movie would be even better yeah yeah it would be oh i don't know dark night or something like that <laughs> yeah exactly well it's funny i was trying to think of my favorite movies in the last few years and they are like kiss kiss bang bang and fight club uh-huh. two movies that are story driven both of them are kind of retarded and easily digestible but they're both a lot of fun to watch, right. and they don't involve explosions. Fight Club has got a few, but you know what I mean. It's it's more cerebral, more. They're both very juvenile movies, but they're both a lot of fun to watch, and they're not about giant robots. Right. Well, well, they're the kind of thing. I, I mean, you know, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang for for one example. It's like it's it's the kind of thing that seems juvenile because of just kind of the jokes it's making and stuff like that. But I'm like, you look at it and you're like, this is a very smart movie. That, you know, there's a lot here, you know, underneath it, aside from, like, the sex jokes and stuff. That's a cool shot. But, um, <laughs> that was in the trailer. Very, so very Cloverfield kind of a yeah. feeling. It's just kind of happening in the background, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and like we talked about, that's something you can do nowadays with right. effects. It's kind of like, well, it's just kind of fucking We'll just put it in later. I remember listening to commentary for Firefly, and that was, like, one of the first instances where uh, it was, like, a piece of paper or something. Yeah, the, and it yeah. just does... They're like, okay, well, we don't have to nail the camera down and keep it locked down. Just no, just do yeah, the scene and we'll put it in later. And we'll motion track it. On it. Yeah, and it's like they don't say motion track, but that's what they're what right. they're talking right. about. We'll just make it work. Yeah, yeah. We'll just figure. That's it all exactly out. it. I mean, <laughs> you know, working working in visual effects. That's you. You, that's you end up work. You you end up finding so often that uh, even the things that people did plan, they didn't plan very well. So it's basically like they just shot it like they weren't doing anything at all. Right. <laughs> yeah. True. In the first place. 
So yeah, so so if anyone knows what the hell's happening, there's, things, <laughs> things are exploding. This part is a somebody little bit needs. More a, what is what does anyone need or want at this point? Yeah, this part's a little more baffling, to be honest. Yeah. This is just more. They're yeah, this is just things the guys on the ground were painting the this like laser painting so the the airplanes could come in and bomb it. Right, and then so things can explode. And then the guy slides down the street like there's no friction. Basically, if you didn't know any of those words, he said, uh, lasers, airplanes, explode. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was saying he, they use the, the laser to be like, blow this up here. Right, right, right. Right. Yeah. They use the laser to... That much I get, but it's like, so So the helicopter one is... But he's not the main bad guy. He's just a no. bad guy. So that he's, was just a subplot of yeah. how they killed that one. This is this thing. is in case you care oh, about whatever the, the Tyrese and his buddy are doing okay. down on the ground. Because he's got a baby. Yeah. That's that's how we that's exactly you yeah. know there's a lot of directors who just don't understand the way that optics works and lenses and what you can do with glass and what you need to do with a filter and what you can do with post and you can never ever for the rest of your life say that about Michael Bay he can oh, I bet you that it. guy is a world class photographer oh that gets oh yeah it. he gets it sure absolutely he knows how to make everything look absolutely stunning and then he just throws CG shit all over the place well it's always I mean if you look at anything it's always half of the screen is blue and half of it is yellow like look at it right now that's yeah. exactly what's happening and that's that's what happens in pretty much every shot he has and but and then and then they they do that and then they grab the skin tones and yank it back to where it Good ought morning. to be <laughs> and that's that's how you grade a Michael Bay film basically <laughs> shadows blue highlights orange skin tones over here <laughs> nice. There you go. Michael Bay in a nutshell. That's <laughs> true. This should be like a Michael Bay filter that you just sell <laughs> exactly. for After Effects. A, pl- a plug-in, yeah. Michael Bay that up. Michael Bay it. And now the cube is doing a thing. Yeah. That now now he wanted it, and he has it, but oh, the irony, because it kills him. But not yeah. really, because there's a sequel. So why did, all these, <laughs> why did all these people die so he couldn't get it? Yeah, exactly. Since, it's like, how about we just do that? Since giving it to him would kill him. <laughs> Here you go. Have some. Or am I asking the wrong question? I think you're asking the right question. No, you're asking the right question. You're asking the right question at the wrong time. Uh, okay. What would have happened if Megatron got the Allspark? This. Well, no, no. I mean, if he had just handed him the Allspark, like, in his hand, then everything would have been bad because he's like, oh, everything that's a machine I bring to life and it'll kill everyone because I can control it even though they're insane. Um... And uh, but if you shove it into his heart, basically, then it overloads him and destroys him. I guess, um, or and, whatever, or whatever. Even though something, in, even though in the sequel, so, hey, look, Megan Fox just jumped out of a even truck. though in the sequel they have to take well, a piece of the Allspark to I've bring him back guy, to life. Oh god! Even I've been though the one guy propagating anyway. the theory that this might be a perfect movie, but there's a hole right there. We never have a clear issue of stakes. What's going to happen if what we don't want to have happen happens? If the bad guy gets nah, his... I they, think they ever say your microwave is going to go crazy and kill you? But then, but the question is why? What, what do they want with this planet? They don't want the planet. They want the Allspark. That's true. Well, he wants to make an army to take over, take back over... But why? What's it called? What's the name of the... the Cybertron? Planet? Cybertron. Cybertron. Yes, thank you. Um, oh, but the civilization now, is dead, they say in the, in the opening narration. That's true. Don't they? Yeah. Fuck. It, it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It doesn't. It just doesn't. You know what? They're fucking. Don't try. I go they're back to Michael alien Flynn, cars. Okay. Like, I'm letting them play exactly. with giant robots. I can't really lay bullshit on anything yeah. else. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Um, although now Bumblebee can talk, except later he can't. But yeah. <laughs> in number two, he goes. In number back two, to he does talking. the radio thing. Yeah. So it's like this is over now. So whatever happened, the, the thing happened, and and it can stop. Yeah. <laughs> Watch him eat it like a chip with <laughs> yeah. salsa. Crunch. Mmm. Crispy. You know, that was a lot of Allspark just then. You'd think there'd be more of it left over. Yeah, it would turn back into a building. Yeah, exactly. 
you put it in his chest, and then he explodes because it turns into a building again. How did you not see that coming? Laurentian <laughs> Abyss, uh, same abyss they go through in Hunt for that October. That's true. That is I, that really the deepest place? I thought it was the Mariana's Trench. It's the Mariana's Trench, yeah. Yeah. but it's one of the deepest. It, wait, isn't Laurentian Abyss where the abyss happens, isn't it? Uh, no, not No, different one? So wait, th- that's their answer is let's put him Dump where him. let's Drop put him, him let's put sea. him where we don't know where he is anymore. Dump him into ocean. How does that work exactly? Why why is that good? <laughs> how about we dismantle him yeah. or melt him? How about him? we pull him apart in every way possible? Yeah. We kept him frozen for 70 years, maybe yeah. we got that whole room. We, okay. we built a whole dam this to is freeze wrong. him in. Yeah. This is wrong. I'm sorry. You're having sex on your friend. You're having sex yeah. on your, uh, fucking that's like that's like your dog is trying to sleep <laughs> and you're having sex on it. <laughs> that's basically what's yeah. happening. Bumblebee's and, like, and your other dogs are watching. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Bumblebee's like, "Dude, I'm right I'm right here." Okay? I'm dude, right here. Dude, seriously. No, that's me. That's me, dude. That's not how this works. Yeah. I am, a, I am a robot, but I also have feelings. This is not why I stayed with you. More to them than meets the eye. Everyone's like, ah, at least, at least, happens. at least you get on top if you're going to be doing that. That's right. okay. Just because this is wrong. All right, movie's over. Pretty much. Well, yeah, I hope. Brian, hey, this could be one of those. They could be faking us out. They, they might. No, they're not. They're not. No, they're not. Brian, okay. how do you feel Phew. about Transformers, sir? It's a lot of fun to watch. This got some applause. It is, when but it to... just makes me bang my head so much. Yeah, because you feel like you deserve a movie if Michael Bay can have a movie. <laughs> no, 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 no! Not even that. Just the fact that it's it's all of these moments where you go, but wait, why does that? Why that circus? Just give me, just give me a clear objective. Oh my god! And yeah, then they are. They're funny, funny, funny coda. Yeah, just give me a clear objective, and then it can be a simple. It can be simple as hell. Just make it sensical, and it's not in any in any stretch of the imagination. So We're like, all watching the coda because it's a good part. <laughs> Wait, what's Wait. The coda? The coda. This little bit here. Is the coda a term for after credits thing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, sort of. After story. It's a thing. musical just, thing. Just like it is in music, yeah. It's a little thing that comes A bit the after end. the story <laughs> is concluded. Yeah. It comes from music. Yeah. Your mom comes from music. Mm. Michael, how do you feel about Transformers? Your mom has a coda. <laughs> um... It's a bit. It's fun to watch this shit. It is. No, it's it's absolutely fun (laughs) to watch. It's like see because that's what we're watching. It's like that 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 was a little scene of humans doing things, right? Which was so refreshing after that movie. Compared to but that's the funny thing because so many people complained that there were too many humans in this movie (laughs) and they wanted more robots. I didn't like it when people were wanting things. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But um, so that tells you something about the Transformers audience, I suppose. But um, it is fun to watch. I mean, you know, we've made a few references, but. You know, Transformers 2, not fun to watch. Kind of boring as fuck to watch. But this one, actually kind of fun to watch. Kind of interesting and entertaining. Doesn't make a lot of sense, but you're like, well, you know, it's Transformers. It's based cars off... Cars and robots. Yeah, yeah, cars and robots, and it's based off friggin' a, a toy series and cartoons. So what was I expecting? This is, frankly, this is more than I was expecting. So high five, you know? <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I have no... Um, uh, again, the the objections I have to it, it's like they all have to get in line behind alien robots turn into cars. <laughs> yeah. And be- because I'm I'm just letting that one off the hook, the other ones I can't really complain about other than just kind of pointing them out, yeah. you know? Yeah. Now, Trey. Yeah, uh, yes. Now, you, now you, you came to this movie with no interest and a little bit of history, but your history was not positive. No. And then you spent the last two and a half hours ripping it with us. I guess uh, I don't have to ask you. So that was been down in front. No, okay. How do you feel about Transformers? I don't give a fuck about Transformers one way or the other. It's like, you know, it's like, all right, fine. It's, it's, 
it's, say something nice about the movie. As a, I will. I'm, I'm about to. As a, as a friend of mine, a uh, friend of mine uh, was working on uh, uh, Hollow Man, and there's a film we ought to do because you want to do a movie that just insults you in all levels. <laughs> um, uh, Hollow Man certainly is is that movie, and also Kevin Bacon's in it. So of course it's great for playing the game. Um, but uh, you know, she came. She came. She gave me the script. And she was just doing the breakdown, and they were bidding on doing the movie. And like, yeah, I really hope we get this movie. And then I read the script, and she said, she said, so what do you think? And I said, well, I I think, you know, if you get this movie, you and a lot of people are going to work really hard for about a year and a half, and you'll probably get an Oscar nomination. But all you'll have done is made this. <laughs> you know, you'll have worked really, really hard. But in the end, it'll just be this movie. Based off of the script, anyway, you know, it's only going to be as good as this bad script, uh, and and you know, not that I'm not that I get them all right, but I got that one right. <laughs> she, you know, all a bunch of people I know worked really hard, and you know, twenty four hours a week, uh, you know, twenty four hours a day, twenty four seven, you know, and they got nominated for an Oscar, which of course they promptly lost to Gladiator because that's how it works. But um, uh, and and it's just Hollow Man, you know, an awful stupid movie that uh, in the end you you forget you watched five minutes after you saw it. Um, but with great effects. So, so this is that kind of movie. Um, you know, it's like, yeah, it's pretty, and there were things, and I don't care about any of it. I hope everyone was paid. I hope the craft service was tasty, and uh, I hope that uh, Megan another day's work movie. I hope that Megan Fox finds uh, something to do with the rest of her life because I don't think acting is really going to be her thing. <laughs> now it's but, funny um, because well, you know, when, you, when your looks go, you're in trouble. Yeah, exactly. it's, it's funny because something to fall back on, sweetheart. You know, you cosmetic a, school, something. You have a really strong dislike for this movie, but you have an oddly mature opinion of Michael Bay, where she's like, "Look, he doesn't have to." He makes he you know, Michael Bay doesn't it's need not to his lose requirement to tell a story. I don't have it. Well, it's if he chooses not to and he can make money at it. You know, who am I? It's uh, just like hey, you know, good for You've you, Michael Bay. Too long, Trey. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm, it makes money, whatever. I, I'm 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 still an angry man, but I'm not an angry young man. In which I don't <laughs> I don't expect the system to change just because I don't like it. You know, I'm like, yep, that's the system, all right. And you know, God bless Michael Bay that he gets to do stuff. And you know, there are worse things out there. Now, now, just in my own defense, though, I do want to bring up one thing, one idea, and that is that it's not like I can't enjoy a good stupid mindless movie i mean and the one that comes to mind is a movie that feels like it should be a michael bay movie but isn't a michael bay movie and in my head it is a michael bay movie but it's not his movie he didn't direct it i don't think he had anything to do with it it is a bruckheimer movie so it is kind of hard to tell um but a movie that is just completely brain dead stupid bone (laughs) stupid to the bone idiot blow-up stuff that doesn't make a lick of sense and i oh i'm excited now and i enjoy it because it just it just it revels in the fact like we're making the dumbest blow-up movie you ever saw and we know it and we don't care and we're going to be in your face with how weird and stupid our movie is you're not going to believe it and i enjoy it because they were just so balls out about it oh god trey what is it con air ladies and gentlemen (laughs) con air con air is like the movie that michael bay has a wet dream about being able to make (laughs) it's like i wish i could make a movie that stupid um con air like revels in how stupid it is and has great actors all being stupid in it um, you know, everybody got on board for that thing. There, John well, Zanankiewicz, well, ladies and well, gentlemen, always down. my friend from alphabetical order. John Ziggy Zanankiewicz, <laughs> there he is. Um, good for him. I Here's hope he got. I hope he got paid a lot of money, and that yeah, exactly. I hope he got paid a lot of money, and the craft service was tasty. Um, and so there you go. So you know, it's a, a a good stupid movie can be loads of fun. And Michael Bay has made a couple of good stupid movies that I enjoyed immensely. This just didn't happen to be one of them. 
Cool. Now I'm looking at all the DVD guys to see if I know any of them. Um, so this has been, and I, I told you, I like this movie. I know it's stupid. How'd you like to be called Jit Microsoul or Thidipong Pow? This movie is what it is, and I'm, I'm That's racist, it. Trey. And I've never actually, and I've never Thidipong Pow is foul, but Jit Microsoul, I mean, come on, isn't that an ointment of some kind? <laughs> I've never seen the sequel. I, I look forward to that oh dear. that day with you all. I saw I saw 15 minutes of the sequel at the Bake Off, and wow. <laughs> as, as, as I said, just watching the clip, I've, I've used this analogy time and again when I discuss it. I'll use it here, and then we don't have to talk about it again. But I said, watching the 15 minutes of Transformer 2, I felt like I was watching a toddler bang two bricks together and scream. <laughs> that, that, that felt like it was the cinematic equivalent of a toddler banging two bricks together. I... I I, I said that it uh, it felt like someone was uh, hitting hitting me on the head with a hammer and blowing an air horn in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> I call it when I saw it. I called it the cinematic equivalent of gibberish. <laughs> anyway, this has been down in front. Thank you very oh, we'll much. We'll get for to listening. that. People, okay, look it's forward. Aren't you, aren't you excited for us doing Transformers you can too now? Always find more episodes at downinfront.net. There's a forum you should register and talk to us about how stupid we are. Go to Cafe Press and buy a shirt. Subscribe on iTunes. Get a brand new episode every single week. Find us on Twitter. Find us on Facebook. And until next time, my name is T. Christie. And I'm Brian Pettifer. Optimus Prime. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, Trace. <laughs> There's a guy in the, in the National Guard who changed his name, legally changed his name. To yeah, I heard Prime. About that. So his name tape on his uniform says Prime. Nice. And this has been Down in Front. Thank you very much for listening. Good night, good night. No, 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 no. Michael, nothing witty. <laughs> he, did, he, did Optimus, he called himself Optimus Prime. <laughs> Trendsinyourhead.com.